This is the Radio Ronin Show on podbash.com. Happy 4th of July! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Welcome! <laughs> Welcome, friends! To the 4th of July Spectacular! Snakes. That's how you did snakes? Yeah. When snakes grow, they just say snakes. I would like to welcome snakes and Piccolo Pete and Stadiums of Fire. Stadium of Fire. Fire. Okay, so... We should start every show with sound effects. I really like. I'm kind of digging. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, welcome to the Radio Ronin Show, everybody. Located right here, RadioRonin.com. I'm Chunga. Hello, hi Chunga. Uh, with me as always, the lovely, the talented Kenny D. It's right over here. Uh, <laughs> and the smartest man in the room, it's Chandler. Yo, that was a good one. By the way, to 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 today's show or tonight's show, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Depending Uh-oh. on when you're listening, you okay? Is synchronized to fireworks. <laughs> so it is. It, we are synchronized to fireworks. So if you start the show, Celine Dion, you can back the show up. Right. You can start the show. Just push play on this episode and then start lighting off your Snakes. fountains. Snakes. <laughs> so that'll be happening. The barbecue, the barbecue is over. The barbecue is American. over. We're going to talk actually about a boot Fourth of July stuff. Yeah, coming up. Yes, we are. <coughs> well, we we've got a bunch of we. Well, it's very patriotic. We got we got a random show. It's a big show. Yeah, let's move right on. Always a big show. It's brought to you by Boyden Dental, our good friend, Doctor Robert Boyden. Many of you met him at the uh, club, the, yeah. the, the Ronan party the other night. The rumors were true. <coughs> What's that? He's a sexy man. He is a sexy man. Did I not tell you? Yeah, like he's really sexy. Right. I had several people like, hey, I heard I heard Doctor Boyden say, I'm like, yeah, right over there. And oh, be like, oh, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Boyden Dental, you want to give him a call? He is the best dentist. Yes, on the world. Yeah, right. Uh, he works on all three of us. He did eighteen crowns in one day. Legendary. Yeah, yeah it was. It was seriously. It was like John Wick's Impossible Task. <laughs> <clears throat> That's how Doctor Doctor Boyden got out. He's the John Wick of dentists. Yeah. Oh, you know it. Yeah. Uh, yep. Boyden Dental, 801-576-1799. He is the man. When you're looking for a dentist, you need a good cleaning, you need a root canal, and you want it with minimal pain, done really, really fast. True story. He is your guy. You Absolutely. Know, it's, it's very true. Uh, he's in Salt Lake City, 3920 South 11th East, boydendental.com. His website is not good. <laughs> but that's okay. He's the John <laughs> Wickham dentist. He's, he's great. Yeah. You're not going to him for the website, right? No. No. <clears throat> I have to, like, I don't know what's going on with my throat. It's fireworks. It's smoke. Uh, and Cheeto's hair is everywhere. I know. Seriously, I pet Cheeto, I and I, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, my hand is covered. Oh, hey, that, that cat. I tell you what. It's a oh. good cat. Hey, by the way, happy birthday, Jordan Fairbanks. Happy birthday, Jordan. Happy birthday, Jordan <laughs> Fairbanks. Fourth of July. He's a, he is a founding father and a, and a patriot. I feel like we're shock jocks now that we have to do this. You sounded like the the, the dog from Blue's Clues. <laughs> you had to get him going on that. Here's he the mail. It never fits. It, it makes, makes me, me want to whack my tail. When it comes, I want to yell. We just got a letter. We <laughs> just got oh, a you letter. Got, so you got me started. 
I like how Chandler, who actually grew up with that, yeah, isn't singing silent. along. Nope. I was always, I was a big fan of Mr. Salt and Mrs. Pepper. Oh yeah, and then they had I Paprika, the pepper. kid, and Paprika. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> <clears throat> this show. By the way, happy birthday, Jordan Fairbanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad these guys are really focused on doing the show tonight. Uh, Jordan Fairbanks, happy birthday, old man. Love you, dude. Young uh, man. We want to we wish him. He has been around with the morning show and with this podcast forever and ever and ever. So yeah. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, huge supporter of the show. We can't thank you enough. Uh, speaking of supporters of the show. Yeah, we have some new Patreon signups this week, actually. Uh, Amy Barber just signed up to be a $10. Patreon subscribers. Yeah. 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 Amy. Amy does, so does she have a wacky Amy spelling? Is it like A I M I E E E I S S I P P I? Yeah, actually. A I A I M E E. I think Amy, I think she Amy. follows me on Facebook. Yeah, Amy's awesome. So yeah. Amy Barber. Thank you, Amy thank Barber. You, Amy. And then uh, Aaron Gumichio just went from five dollars to ten dollars a month. So he Wait, gets he just signed up like last week. I think something. last week or the okay. week before. So he wanted okay. to go on a show. That name seems meant for the producer list. So Aaron. Gumichio. Come on, so we can Gum, mess up your on, name. Let's pony Gum, up. Yeah. Gumichio. <laughs> we'll screw we'll screw up your name every single week, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, Monica Harper ended up switching from ten dollars a month to twenty dollars a month. Yeah. So now she is a producer. So thank you so much, Monica. Welcome to and the staff. Our great friend uh, Ryan Westwood ended up switching from ten dollars to twenty dollars a month. There as well. we go. So now he's a producer. Welcome to the staff, Ryan so, Westwood. Love you, dude. Hey, that's great. That's yeah. awesome. Um, happy Fourth of July, everyone. Did I say that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you did. Uh, we. I think we made it pretty clear. <laughs> By the Blues Clues fireworks. Snakes. Snakes. So, uh, <laughs> what's everybody doing? Is I, I, Are people listening to us via the campfire? Are they listening to us... Uh, synced, synced with the fireworks? Synced with the fireworks? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. They should be. I, I always have a hard time with the, when the 4th of July falls in the middle of the week. Some people love it. It's so confusing because fireworks feel like a weekend thing. Yep. Yeah. And then if they're on like Thursday this year. Yep. And then on Friday, some people have to go back to work. Are you working? You, do you get the day off? Oh, I'm not working. I'm you taking the day, the day off. off. You yeah. get the day I off. get the day off as well. Yeah? yeah. You get the day off too? Day off. Yeah. Up top. High five. Chunga, up top. Chunga. I don't... I, uh, Ch- I can't high five. I'll high five you because I'm proud of, of you. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm excited for you. You work on the 5th? I have to work on the 5th. Uh, no, you don't. I'm one of these... And this is this is always kind of a bummer. When it falls in the middle of the week, because yeah. back in the day, um, when I was doing the morning show, yeah, I'd be trying to go to bed, yeah. mm-hmm. and all the fireworks are going off, and everybody's of having a great time, and I have to go do the show the next morning. Yeah, right? be up at like two in the morning. And it's Beirut outside. <laughs> Come to think of it, I, I hate the 4th of July. Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds wonderful. <laughs> and and so, no, I don't I don't get the day. I don't get, I don't get the day. Well, wait, why not? What? Uh, I do, that's a very good question. Is there, should I talk to your supervisor? What's going on? Can you no, talk to Rich? That'll just that'll just make. I mean, worse. I know he listens to the show. Yeah. He, he does, and that's why I wish you guys would just stop talking. About it. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we're there. There's several things we're going to do. Not only on the fourth, but the fifth. Like, I would love to hang out with Chandler. I yeah. think we're going to go to IKEA. Good, maybe good, go see IKEA, a movie. Go, yeah. Chug you guys are going to go hang out on the fifth. I think we're going to get some nice lunch, maybe somewhere. Yeah, be really nice. Be patriotic. I do you want to come for with a government contractor on the fifth of July? <laughs> Hey, we will send you a lot of pictures, maybe a few Marco Polos. It'll That's be fun. Fair. Yeah. Wait. That's not fair. Yeah. You guys going to Lagoon? Please don't go to Lagoon. Oh, we will go to not. Ikea. Yeah, no, we won't go to Lagoon. Don't, don't go to Lagoon. No, to be honest, like I've driven by Lagoon. You know how busy it was that last time we went yeah, last it was, year. It was actually it was, pretty, yeah, it, was pretty, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. It's that way every day now. Because they, really? they open up that side uh parking lot. And when that's open, the place is just 
floor. That's there are so side, many that's people. Where Chandler like parked. Yeah, yeah. We had to last like, year walk a mile and a half and, to get yeah, in. And you know, if you park there, it's a bad day at Lagoon, and it's that way every day. I feel like people are just trying to get. Because you out. drive past it every day, right? Yeah, and they're just it's trying like to entertain the Lagoon the kids. Death March, walking <laughs> in from that parking. Yeah, lot. it is. It's way worse than Disneyland. Uh, and have you? Heard, I mean, we've talked about this for the past few weeks. Yeah. Whereas Disneyland still isn't at capacity. No, it's dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really, really dead. And I'm excited. I'm hoping. I'm really hoping it stays dead by the time the three of us go. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, man. A weeks away. But Lagoon, not going at all this year, and I have no regrets about it. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So you're not going? No. Okay. Because well, you I, did the season pass last year, right? Yeah, not this year. <clears> not though. this year. Okay. I won't. Well, you. <laughs> uh, I felt so bad because about, we all we all bought. We all bought Lagoon Passes one year, except you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then the next year, you're like, hey, hey, dudes. <laughs> hey, dudes. Hey, yeah. I bought my Lagoon Pass. <laughs> yeah. And Greg, Greg's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greg, who always buys a Lagoon Pass. Yeah, I've kind of done that. <laughs> and you guys are like, you're like yeah, we'll, we're, we'll see you. We're never doing that. On the again. podcast no. day, no, I don't it's think, fine. I don't think we're ever doing that again. Yeah, I went twice, so not worth my money. Uh, <laughs> no, you have to go four times. Yeah. To, to to earn to to make the pass pay for itself, uh-huh. and Chandler bought me my pass a couple of years ago for Father's Day. Oh, that's Day. right. Yeah, yeah. You, you paid for I did, it. Yeah, and um, we, I, I'm grateful that he bought the pass. Looking <laughs> yeah. wasn't but great. I don't, I don't know that we'll do it. <laughs> no, yeah. probably not. So so, so seriously, you guys are going to go do something on July 5th, and I, I don't I don't want to rub it in. I mean, I feel bad now, but oh, no. yeah, we probably will. I wonder if most people have the fifth off. Well, let us know, will yeah. you? If yeah. the fifth is something that you have off. Yeah, I know absolutely. that mo- most of the people I know, and by most I mean all of the people I know, have the fifth off. So it'd be, you know. So it's just I'm hoping, you. I'm hoping. <laughs> it's just you being sad. <laughs> it's Sombertown. It's Sombertown? <laughs> My job on July, July. it's going to be Sombertown. Oh, that sounds so sad. The Burgermeister Meister Burger controls everything. I'm going to wear all gray. <laughs> and I'm going to sit there and pout all day long because I have to work on the fifth. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe we'll go to Splash Pad or something. That's not. No, you're not going to do it. Uh, <laughs> go yeah. do some volunteer work. What? Go dig a ditch or do something for poor <laughs> people. Do I don't. I don't. I, I don't want to have to sit there knowing you guys are having fun. <laughs> we won't have fun. Yeah, we'll, I promise. We'll dig a ditch. Mm-hmm. We'll dig a ditch for sure. <laughs> Uh, That's terrible. It is terrible. Uh, I, let us know. Will you just go to our yeah. Facebook page and let us know if you get the fifth off? Yeah, or if you have to work, and maybe you can you can listen to this show on the you. fifth, there and you go. can feel you just know that I'm out there wishing I didn't have to work on the fifth. Yeah, thankful f- for employment, <laughs> sure, yes, but also angry that I have to work on somber the town, <laughs> somber town. I'm going to be sitting in there washing my socks out in the sink, <laughs> just to spite, like, them. just to spite them. I'm going to wash my socks out in the sink. Wow. The minute they turn their heads, socks are in the sink. Ew. I hate that That's idea. what I'm going to do. Ha <laughs> ha! I'll like, show them. Chunky, take the, take the day off. It yeah, works. No, I can't. I can't. Because we're yeah. going, we're, we're, we have my big birthday extravaganza. Yes, we do. And we also don't get much time off at Christmas. Yeah. Meaning we get Christmas. Yeah. So I've got to burn some vacation days there, too. Somber village. <laughs> so yeah let's talk about something a little bit more happy okay shall we colin kaepernick oh uh, happy mm-hmm. okay. what, what the hell has happened to this country no well what is going on this with this coming, country though. yeah 
Uh, this is like, I, I, I just, I first heard this and I was so mad. Mm-hmm. And then something, somebody said something on the news and it kind of maybe changed my way of thinking a little bit. A oh, little interesting. bit. interesting. Okay. So here's, if you don't know what's going on. So Nike made a pair of patriotic shoes. They're red, white, and blue shoes. Yeah. In honor of the 4th of July. I mean, the nerve. <laughs> sure. The nerve that they would do this. And they put a flag, they stitched a flag, an American flag on the back of each shoe. Sounds and it's fine. not the standard American, what's well, okay, yeah. what's mm-hmm. the big deal? And apparently it's the Betsy Ross flag, the yeah. original flag that Betsy Ross started the country with. You know, mm-hmm. when when they we, we are separating ourselves from England, here's our flag. Yeah. Yay. Um, <clears throat> Colin Kaepernick does not like that flag, says it's racist. And says Nike, mm, you shouldn't do this uh, because it's a it is a it is a racist symbol, the the first American flag. No, huh. and I've, I hear this at first at, at the very first I hear this and I'm furious. Yeah, I'm livid. I mean, is he on I'm the an American board Patriot. of Nike or is he just make such a stink that Nike's like, whoa, 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 whoa. we don't want any bad mentions on Twitter. Well, I, mean, I think he's I'm, he's a sponsored athlete from from Nike. I, I believe. Yeah, I think athlete is. Yeah, I think it's yeah. still take, play. Take, take it easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now back to the flag. So I'm enraged. I hear this. I'm totally pissed off, and I and I'm I'm angry. And then come to find out, well, a lot of really far right extremist violent groups, uh, because of the con- the Confederate flag being a separatist thing away from the country. It's not because everybody equated it with slavery that these far right people are adopting this new flag. But these guys are racists, they are militant, they are attacking minorities, they are hurting people, and their symbol is apparently, or so people are saying, is the Betsy Ross flag. So the Betsy Ross flag is being repurposed by people on the fringe that are committing acts of violence against minorities, and and that is Colin Kaepernick's argument. So it's so some people are saying, well, look, this is Colin Kaepernick trying to get attention and, and doing that sort of thing. And and I'm I'm I don't blame you for saying that. It was almost like Nike's like, hey, we need to be in the news again. Let's make a yeah. shoe. Yeah. That's what Nike's doing. That okay. is uh. what Nike is doing. So if Colin Kaepernick wants to step up and say, Well, this is racist, they're all too quick to make sure everybody knows about it. Yeah. And if I'm Colin Kaepernick, that's what I should be offended about. Think about how much Nike is absolutely using him for their guerrilla marketing, for their stealth marketing. Nike is raking in the cash off of this dude and his ability to not get back in the NFL and be persecuted and be a victim. Yeah. So from his perception, like he's obviously virtue signaling for everyone, but he is seeing this as Nike creating merch for these. He's virtue signaling for a bunch of capitalists. Yeah. So I'm sorry I cut you off. I'm sorry. What were you going to no, say? No, I'm just saying like, yeah, like if he is truly offended by this, like he thinks that Nike is like helping uh, yeah. bring promotion to these uh, groups that commit hate crimes. Right. And probably the few and far between. But for him, that's enough to not make the shoe at all. Whereas Nike is using this to their advantage. They're using it to their advantage. And the really scary version is they can say, okay, here's the deal. We are going to create 250 pairs of these shoes. Yeah. And they're going to be really rare. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're going to send out a couple of pair to each place. Sure. Or we're going to say that we're sending out a couple of pair to each place. Colin, we want you to wait until 4th of July week. And we want you to step up and say, 
this is bad. And when you do it, we're going to pay you however much money. When you do it, then these shoes are going to be Everyone super rare. Yeah. Everybody's going to want the shoes. <coughs> Everyone's going to want this. And Colin Kaepernick's going to get paid. And, and Nike is going to make money hand over fist. Oh, absolutely. For a so, time, though, because even on Twitter today, they've lost a couple millions of uh, people following. Have they really? Just on yeah. Twitter Nike today? Has? Just on Twitter, yeah. Wow. This one may be the one that bites them. I don't know. I, I said last time that this was the worst marketing ploy. I, 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 this, this, it was at the top three. Okay, original Coke, mm-hmm. or the, the new Coke, new Coke. Thing oh, back yeah. in the Which day. Which is coming back, by the way, for Which, Stranger Things. What are they thinking? Yeah, because, okay. you know, it's kitsch. It's fun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the whole left Twix, right Twix thing is just retarded. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. That's just stupid. I, I mean, I can't figure out who came up with that with yeah. that campaign. And then and then the Nike Colin Kaepernick thing. Dude, I still think no, no. it was a terrible thing. I think they're just hiding the numbers. No, Chunga, companies are going crazy. Uh, for example, did you see the Burger King adult meals? No. This was no. about What's two this? months ago. I'll show you the commercial after this, but they made happy. They're not happy meals. They're sad meals or adult meals for big kids. And it's a Whopper meal, essentially, but it comes in different buckets. And it's like the uh, DGAF meal. What What is that? Uh, don't give a what? Uh, really? Yes. And it's they, huh. they made this whole music video saying, hey, sometimes we have bad days and that's okay. And you can have it your way. And the, the commercial doesn't match the brand whatsoever. Subway just made this commercial. It's a two-minute long uh, commercial about a person's life leading up. And it's like boyhood. It's like this beautiful story to the point where they go to Subway at the end and order like a cold-cut combo. <laughs> oh, and you're like, what are you doing? Like companies are have no idea what the market is now. No. And it's and and you know really all the companies really understand from a marketing standpoint you know this yeah is story story is yes. everything tell a good story uh, the whole shop now and save mentality in terms of marketing doesn't work anymore mm-hmm. and so it, it's it, I, clearly they're grasping at straws yeah. trying to come up with and I think whatever. they're just trying to be buzzworthy for a time like let's yeah. make something confusing so that people talk about us I mean here we are you yeah know, so it's working but at the same time I don't think it's helping them sell any burgers. And for some people, like no, Gillette, I, you I lose crazy the sales. The Gillette ad, yeah, just bashing men. And it's like, you're men's Well, and Gillette, like, they've really embraced this. They, oh, they've totally come not. out and they've said, all oh, social issues and social justice, we're just embracing and this. they lost so much money. Yeah, and Gillette is tons. based in Boston, which is a very liberal community. Sure. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, uh, doesn't surprise me a bit. So anyway. The world's I, on fire, man. I, I, it, it, it definitely... Um, it is one of those times, and maybe both of you are feeling this. Even Chandler is talking about his age the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy. I know, makes us a little bit upset. Yeah. yeah. Don't rub it in. I'm feeling like I'm, I'm becoming one of those people that's just like, what is happening to my country? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What has happened? This is not the world I remember, and I don't think this is right. I don't think if I'm a liberal and I'm looking at this, I don't think it's right. If I'm a conservative, I look at this and I don't think it's right. You know, we did this whole thing when when you and I were on KNRS about, you know, let people have the rainbow flags up on Main Street. Let people fly their rainbow flags. We're all different people and it's all about tolerance. If people want to wear Betsy Ross flag shoes, that does not make them a racist. If they want to wear uh, uh, Confederate flag shoes, it doesn't make them a racist. Not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, just because someone else repurposed that for other means doesn't mean I am. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And and I just, uh, I, I'm, I'm absolutely, I'm repulsed I, by I the whole thing. I think common sense is king, but no one understands that because their side of the aisle 
is you know so far removed from that or, mm. or they see the other side as being so antagonistic that they pull way back to their side as well yeah it's a it's it's There's really, a lot that unites us but people don't remember it's really yeah. unfortunate and it's a selective morality and the cultural tribalism that drives me absolutely out of my mind it right. drives me out of my mind i know it does if i'm seriously my liberal friends that are listening to this you should be taking a look at what's happening with nike and colin kaepernick and you should be absolutely furious at the way this man is being used yeah you you just should I actually hadn't thought about that, but it totally makes well, no, sense. Well, nobody yeah. wants to look at it that way. Right. They want to look at him like he's some sort of social champion, when yes. in reality, he is basically hawk and shoes for one of the biggest capitalist industries on the planet. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I could go I could go on and on and on and on and on about it. Uh, yeah, but I've got some other happy news. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mackenzie uh, Lewick. I mean, happy 4th of July, uh, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We have to address this. We have to talk about this. So yeah. let's do it quickly. Yeah. Uh, this young girl, beautiful 23-year-old girl, clearly mm-hmm. made some bad choices, right? Yeah. Um, but there is something that that I'm not hearing people talk about. You know, this poor girl was killed by a psychopath. Absolutely. Living in Salt Lake City. Um, I, every single day when I hear this story, I there are more and more and more people that I just want to just punch in the face. Yep. The construction worker who said nothing. This guy was hired a freelance construction worker to build a quiet room with hooks on the walls. And he thought it was weird, so he turned the job down. But then said nothing. Right. Did nothing. Didn't go to the police and say, hey, you know what? There's something weird happening here. Uh, It's probably going to be nothing, and I'm kind of embarrassed about saying anything. But this was weird enough that I think you guys might want to, you know, keep an eye on this dude. Who knows what would have happened yeah, had that guy call. one phone call would have would have changed all of this. Yeah. There's there's and and this that's not what I'm talking about. There's something that I think is happening. And I know this is kind of a serious show on the 4th of July. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go on. I think there's something happening with millennials versus Gen X X-Men. Um, I'm Gen X, you're Gen X. I qualify, you're technically... I'm right on the cusp. You're right, right on the cusp. Depending on the study, I'm right You are middle. much more Gen X than you are millennial. I am, Chandler is, yeah. Chandler is more Gen X than millennial. Yeah. Um, Even though he classifies I'm, as a straight absolutely, millennial. Absolutely, yes. yeah. There is something happening with millennials, and so I know that I'm not going to bag on millennials at all. If you're a millennial and you're listening to this right now, please listen to what we're telling you. Trust no one. The world has changed and it's become this thing with social media and with Uber and with Lyft and all of these. There are all these communal type businesses now, which are completely accepted and no one ever gives a second thought to them. Yeah. You know, going and sitting around and having a coffee for hours, you know, sitting, sitting and, and, and people thinking that they're refined because they, they have community services that are available to everyone. Oh, there's someone who wants a job. And so I'm just going to hop in their car and they're going to give me a ride and I'm going to pay them. And that's great. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so they've just conditioned to just accept the world is that's it. And well, uh, do you think that's an issue? Like that start with social media? Because, I mean, if, if you think about it, like, there are so many social media channels, and it seems that everyone is transparent. I think it could have started there. I think it could have started, uh, this is, I don't know, people are going to go nuts. People okay. are going to go nuts on this show, and I'm sorry. And, and uh, you know, if, uh, 
uh, I, I'm having all kinds of things using the the racial terms that I used earlier. Please understand, I was quoting someone. Yeah, <laughs> there so, you go. Safety. Yeah. yeah. No, what I, I mean, I think everybody understands where I'm going with this, right? I, I think so. so, I think so yeah. Okay, cool. so in the case of Mackenzie Luke, I think this problem started with the coffee culture, with everyone sitting around and having these these introverted, you know, I'm looking to within myself and everyone want, kind of wants to wallow in their own kind of concerns about the world. Yeah. And it's this communal discussion that they all have. And then that warps into social media, mm-hmm. the internet, and it warps into something else. And then the next thing you know, you have people driving their cars and picking them up like they're cab drivers. Not to say that there's anything wrong with any of this. I don't think there's anything wrong with any of this, but what it has done in my opinion is it's fostered an environment or it's fostered, it's fostered a community and a culture where everyone just assumes they're okay. I, I think above that, because you're absolutely right, but I think above that is people want what they want, and they want it now. And they, they feel like they deserve it. I think the okay. caution is thrown to the wind because yeah. I need this right now. Well, they call the millennials the me generation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Super self-centered, super and, and selfish. Honestly, protected. Yeah. And and sheltered. I yeah, think sheltered I mean, would be, a, a, okay. or, or perhaps naive, maybe. Would I would be a say, as a millennial, uh, it, it's almost like they all have blinders on. I think naive is kind of the best way to put it, because even when like I've been dating a girl or something like that, I'm like, hey, I'm going to walk you to your car. It's like, no, 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 I'm fine. I've got this. I can handle everything on my own. And it's like, no, I'm just making sure that you're going to be okay. That's all it is. And oh, you think it, I need a man to do that? It, I, you I need a I've man had girls get in like full-blown fights with me because they're like, you don't think I can handle things myself? And it's like, wait, no, I'm just being cautious. Well, That's all I'm trying to do. Jumping on that, like, so, I mean, this isn't really two narrow horns, but like Chandler and I, were, we're good guys, I would say. Like, you, you are nice gentlemen to a fault. But I oh, can't thanks. tell you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, it's I can't very tell you. true. How many times I've had a conversation with someone I met on a dating app, which is all part of this whole social media transparency sure. I was talking about. Sure. Where maybe after a date, maybe after a two-hour exchange, I get a text that says, hey, come over and watch a movie. Don't you have kids? Yeah, it's fine. They're asleep. And I'm like, you're inviting a guy you, you don't, don't really know. know. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. granted, it's me. No threat there. But I'm like, think about that Wait, for a they second. They don't know that. Yeah, ex- yeah. They don't know that. And no, that's they have the no key. idea. And so uh, there, there are a lot of times where it's like, uh, you know, let's say you're flirting with the conversation. You're like, oh, it'd be cool to watch a movie sometime and cuddle. And this might be before I've even met somebody. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, the, but it's uh, hopefully one of you is, is smart enough to say, whoa, we should at least meet and go on a few dates before we ever get to that point where we're meeting at someone's house. Because I think that's where the trust. Right. Is, I mean, that's inviting someone that you don't know into your house or yeah. going to someone else's house where you're powerless. Well, can uh-huh. I tell you, as a, as a Gen X, mm-hmm. which is the polar opposite of this, Gen X is, hey, I'm all up for up with people and power and everything, but it's just let me do my own thing and leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's how Gen X people really were. It's like, hey, I'm independent. I just, it's not necessarily about me. I, I want to be part of society, but I don't want to be told what to do. And I just want to be able to, to follow my choices and leave me alone. Yeah. Does that does that make sense? It, it's, no, totally it's true. Does. Like uh, from, a, yeah, there's like a little hatred of authority. There is a, there from is the music and whatnot. Oh, very much. And, and, and I'm definitely part of that generation. You yeah. Know? There's, there's, I can't tell you the eye rolls I have every single day. Yeah. But there's you a know? natural distrust that comes with that. Trust no one. I trust no one. I don't, it, it's a long time before I trust people. Because everyone has their own agenda. Yeah. You know, as innocent as it may be, because not everyone is out to get you, but also anyone could be out to get you. Yeah. 
I, I, and, I, and that's what I'm hoping that we can impart on people who are we've got a lot of millennials listening around the country, mm-hmm. around yeah. the world. Yeah. There are a lot of people that, what is the millennial age range right now? So it's like 30 something, 30. So I would say 37 down to about 20. 20? Is uh, it 21? It's a yeah, really, really broad. It's a broad demo. Yeah. Really, really broad. So you've got Gen X, and it goes right into millennials. Kenny is right in between. I've talked about this with uh, you know true true crime podcasts and the fascination with serial killers. Yeah. Whereas we're pretty far removed from any of those stories, so it's interesting to hear them. Yeah. But I think people have let their guards down, even though they can play the armchair jury and totally say, "Oh, I would have known this was coming" or whatnot. But no, you, no, you wouldn't. If people don't think that happens anymore. There was a story a couple of weeks ago where a girl called an Uber and there was a predator who was just sitting in a parked car waiting for a girl to come stand out on the corner and he was smart enough to recognize, ah, she just called an Uber. So he pulls up and she says, are you my Uber driver? And he says, yep, get in. And he killed her Mm. after he raped her. Yeah. And this poor girl in Utah, Mackenzie, uh, Lu- I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her right name. Yeah, Luke. Luke or Luke. Yeah. Um, I, you know, there's so much I don't understand there. There's so much I don't know what's going on. The last thing I want to do is pass judgment on on her. Uh, but because apparently there were a lot of girls going over to that house. Um, I don't know if this is his first victim. I, I mean, there's so much I don't understand about this. Mm. But the fact that he was burning stuff in the backyard. And it smelled really weird. And the neighbors went, well, he's burning something in his backyard, and it smells so weird, and he's doing it in the middle of the night. It's horrifying. Call the police! Yeah. He's mm-hmm. burning something in his yard in the middle of the night. That unto itself is a crime. Yeah. Do something about it. Don't don't just, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, man, I'm just so sad. So, so please, if you're a millennial, please, trust no one. You need to be far less trusting. Just be and smart you, and and uh, use your best common sense because mm-hmm. that that you're not allowed to do that anymore. Near as I can tell, mm-hmm. yeah. Common sense is something that you're not allowed to have anymore. Take care of yourself, please. Oh my gosh, can we just uh, we need to we need to switch gears completely because we do have a happy show. We've got a lot of <laughs> yeah. fun. We got a lot. Kenny, help me out here. I got a transition. Oh. <laughs> By the way, I that say was, that was weak. <laughs> what was that? No, that was weak. Because that was, you know, it's a really, it's it's a really it's a, dark story, too. I have a really positive, weird story. You have a really positive, weird story. Yeah, and by tell. the way, I say, oh, in my head, at least four times a day. <laughs> and I hate you for it. Why, why do you do that? What, I, under- someone will say something and be like, oh, speaking of this, and I'll be like, oh. <laughs> in your head? I'm not okay with it. <laughs> I wonder if other people do that. Yeah. Oh, oh. I, I think they do. Anytime somebody changes the subject. <laughs> All right. So it's time w- to segue the show. Wild change of subject. So yes. This is this is also a warning. This whole show is very like. Well, it's that kind of take it's, care of yourself. It's yeah. that time of year, right, where people it's just like they get into this weird kind of they they look at the world through a soda straw and then they're just dumb. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, it's like hello. Speaking of straws. Yes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I do it all the time. <laughs> don't drink pool water because well, well obvious reasons which I'll okay. get into. I don't think anyone would purposely drink pool water. But, but it happens. Yeah. But the CDC is really, really worried about The everyone. center of disease control. Yes, which the everyone CDC. knows from the first season of The Walking Dead. Yeah, that they blew it up. <laughs> well done. <laughs> that was, can I just tell you? Yeah. Two things came to mind. The first season of The Walking Dead sure. and World War Z. Those yeah. are the two World things. World War Z came to mind for me. Yeah. Those are the two things that came to mind. I think for everybody. 
so yeah i mean people are already think tv and movies are kind of real anyways but it's like cdc yeah as popularized oh, yeah. in yeah. that i remember Walking when down. rick blew that place up <laughs> So the CDC, CDC still around? Yes, still uh, actually not, not, a real not thing. Up, yeah, probably boring. I bet they're having Somber Town on Friday. Oh, Somber Town! <laughs> so that's July fifth. Isn't a fun day? Yeah. <laughs> so this one is very summer centric. So they are trying to get their word out to everyone. So yes, this and this is a news story. And it says that it says the CDC wants to remind you how gross public pools are. Yeah. Uh, so outbreaks of the gastrointestinal parasite Cryptosporidium, which is crypto, it's poo currency. It's, 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 it's poo. Poop. It's something in poo. Yeah. And I hate this word, but have been spurting upward since 2009. I hate spurting. They did that on purpose. Ew. Ew. Who Here wrote this story? <laughs> With the number of outbreaks gushing up an average of 13 percent per yeah, year. Yeah. They're yeah, doing that on purpose. you. Ew. Gross. Stop it, you guys. <laughs> So there's more poo in pools. No, but what, what's happening is like chlorine will generally take care of crypto if you wait about three to four hours. So it, the chlorine's got to sit in there. Yeah, and, it will and circulate kill and kill it. Okay, uh, but not anymore. So crypto is now evolving. Oh, it's learning. Yeah. <laughs> ew, ew. <laughs> so it's becoming extremely tolerant of chlorine and can happily stay afloat in well-treated pools for more than seven days. So they're saying the main cause of this is sick swimmers. Like if you're sick, don't go swimming. And, and oh, that you means, know what happens all the time. That means yeah. like food poisoning, anyone who has diarrhea or whatever. And so young children, it says, who have yet to master toilet skills also have it. They'll spread it and they'll also gulp pool water. So it's kind of this cycle of yeah. crypto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The circle, the circle of crypto. <laughs> 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 um, I have a feeling that's what you'd be saying on the in on the toilet when you have <laughs> when you have crypto. Yeah. <laughs> so this is gross. So an infected person can shed 100 million parasite eggs in one bout of oh. diarrhea. Oh. And only, it says just 10, 10 or fewer eggs in contaminated pool water can lead to an infection. Eggs? Well, eggs. here's the thing. Do people on, I wonder how many people understand this. When you get diarrhea, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not just runny poop. It's not just runny poop, people. Okay. When you get diarrhea, there's something wrong with your body, and you having diarrhea is you winning the battle. Yes. Yeah. Your body is flushing all of this horrible stuff out of you. See, I didn't even know this. You didn't know no, this. No, I had no idea. No, yeah. diarrhea sucks. Okay? Uh-huh. It but sucks. It's, it's, it's a victory? But it's you winning the war. Ah, it doesn't feel like it. what you're doing. <laughs> okay. It doesn't feel like it. <laughs> okay. Maverick, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Kenny wins the war every day. <laughs> I'm a warrior. I'm a toilet warrior. <laughs> He's storming the beaches of Normandy no. five times Stop a day. It. Stop it twice. <laughs> so, yeah, no, but in, it's a, like, and people generally don't take care of themselves or they just assume, hey, I'm going to go swimming. It's okay. They got chlorine. It's okay. Yeah. How many moms do that? Oh, we've got, uh, the pools are chlorinated. It's okay. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I was in a public pool. You know, there, there's swim diapers. There's everything like that. Mm. Like, I, I, I mean, I've, I've said this on the show before, but I, I used to be a lifeguard at Laguna Beach. We talked about Laguna on the show already. Oh, yeah. And mm. the story. I forgot that you were a lifeguard at Laguna Beach. Yeah, I haven't talked about it for a long time. It's been a couple of years, I think, since yeah. you've talked about it. You were a lifeguard yeah. for, was it like two, three years? Uh, four years. Four years. You yeah. were okay. four years as a lifeguard. Yeah. I mean, that's wow. when you're really good. That's a lot of stories. I, I, was, really a, I was a head lifeguard. How after many lives a while. did you save, Kenny? About four. 
Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Kennedy, well, ladies. Hey. Yeah. Once, two at one time. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I almost broke some guys back though, so I mean, it kind of evens itself out. Sure. <laughs> so no, but like in this. Okay, crypto. Wait, how'd you almost break his back? Well, he went down a slide, and there was a guy stuck in the slide, and then this guy did a whole like, you know, ran into the other guy, uh-huh. and you know, I mean, they were just really pissed, really pissed. How was it your fault? Yeah, how, how did? Because, uh, because were you that guy? Because they yelled at me. That's why it was my <laughs> fault. I was sixteen. Okay, oh. you haven't get. Oh, my mom's go. gonna be so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, the rules for crypto have changed. I mean, I'm talking 20 years ago when yeah. I was a lifeguard. Right. They, there would be pool, a poo in the pool. And I'm talking, I, I've i told you the poo floating story, right? Oh, yeah. Well, for, for those who don't remember. It's been, it's been a while. Okay. I don't think the uh, the Lagoon advertising account is coming in anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> we killed that a long time sure, ago. We killed that a long time sure. ago. So uh, you're welcome to tell the story. Okay, I'll tell this one. And this was one of dozens of stories where... Uh-huh. And I'll try to tell it in a very, you know, auditory way because, you know, we can't paint the picture other right, than right. You know, with words. Yeah. And so I was guarding this part of the uh, water park called the Lazy River. And it's a circular river. Yep. And it's about three feet deep. Yep. The entire way across. And people generally people just get in there and they sunbathe and they hang out. Exactly. And they enjoy they'll the be water. on tubes or they'll kind of walk around. It's very chill. And it's, it's yeah, it's nice. And so mm-hmm. I was guarding that part. And I'm at this part where... You know, it's just kind of a dull part of the day, and I'm looking back and forth. You're supposed to do this 10-20 rule where you look over your whole zone and uh-huh. make sure there's no one drowning. Right. And so I was kind of looking back and forth. It was getting to be a sleepy part of the day, and I see uh, a bunch of people come past right into my area, and I see this boy and a girl, which I assume would be brother and sister. Okay. Probably 12 and 13 years old. Okay. They're splashing each other. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there, punk 17-year-old kid, thinking, you a-holes better not splash me. Yeah, don't splash me, yeah. kids. Yeah, here I am comfortable sitting lifeguard. in my chair. I'm a lifeguard. I've got my short shorts, my fanny pack on. Please That's don't right. <clears throat> so I see them coming. What was in your fanny pack? Uh, uh, probably, oh, I, I had a dragon sunglasses. So my, nice. ba- my yeah. bag held the you dragon sunglasses. You didn't have life-saving yeah. equipment in there. You no, probably I had my had... meal tickets that, for Lagoon as well. Some Doritos. Uh, yeah. Oh, Doritos for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, tangy taffy. <laughs> <laughs> Watermelon tangy taffy. Nice. We know the kind. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> So yeah, life-saving stuff for sure. Yep. And so I'm watching them, and they're they're getting closer. Like they're about 15 feet away, and getting closer to me. And I'm like, please don't splash me. And then all of a sudden, I look over in the water, and I see this floating uh, half fist-sized piece of poo <laughs> floating on top of the water. And I'm like, well, here we go. Yeah, poo. And I'm, I get my whistle because yeah, I have a little whistle with my name poo, on it. I got the poo whistle. <laughs> and I, I'm about to do the three whistle blasts because, by the way, one whistle blast is like, and you're like, don't run up the slide. You, yeah. It's when you yell at kids. Yeah. Uh, two is like, hey, lifeguard, you know, hey, are you going to put me on break or whatever? Three, yeah. you got to call your supervisor. That's when you're like, oh. hey, we need to close this area down. Right, because then there's somebody else who's been there five years. Yeah. Who says, I've just heard five whistles. <laughs> Precisely. I was not paying attention. I'm on our. I'm on number five. <laughs> and so I'm about to get my whistle out, and I'm about to blow through whistle blasts. And I think, you know what? I don't know. Like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, so my area was approximately like forty feet across, and it's a river. Is he gonna let it go down the river to the other? By guard? the time a head guard came over to check and see where this poo is, it's gonna be in someone else's area. There's nothing I could do. So you just let it go. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to see how this plays out. 
I'm going to let it ride. I'm going to let it ride. So you're playing poo sticks yeah. with poo. <laughs> but you're then, watching it go uh, down the river. Yeah. That one's mine, Kenny said. <laughs> but then the impossible happens. And uh. I mean, this couldn't be better. So this thing is getting close to me. This floating glob of poo is getting, and it's like it's 10, coming your way. 10 feet away, 5 feet away, and it's going to be right in front of me, and uh-huh. I was going to be like, and in my heart, I'm like... So did it look like a baby Ruth, or did it look like something that's floating in it space was circular. When, the, when the space shuttle people try to eat juice or something? Yes, that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. But tight. That's what it looked like. It wasn't uh, dissipating in the water at all. It, it was, was a, It was amoeba-like. <laughs> yeah, it was very amoeba-like, actually. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> So I almost called the 15-year-olds who would get the skimmer and pull the piece of poo out of the, the water. The skimmer? Yeah, it's a okay. skimmer, and there's like a 30-foot pole so you don't get close to the pool, the poo in the pool. <laughs> it's a very complicated process. Okay, okay. And, uh, but then the, the craziest thing happened because these two kids that I mentioned that were playing mm-hmm. got really close to the amoeba. <laughs> like, really close. And so you had to do something. No, I could only watch in horror. <laughs> I, get, uh, I was sitting there. No, you with could my, do more than watch in horror. Sun, with we my just had sun a whole, visor on. We had a whole lesson about like my, saying my something. My red dragon sunglasses. <laughs> you were that construction worker. Oh, yeah. Ch- Chunga, no. Oh. You were the neighbor. Chunga. Chunga, come on. You saw this gelatinous poo. <laughs> Floating. Towards children. Oh, they were 12. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is when the craziest thing happened because... The, the boy, and this is why I think they're brother and sister, because it wasn't like playful flirting. It was like playful sibling rivalry or whatever. Uh-huh. I see him, because he, he's like, the splashing isn't working good enough. I see him dip his face into the water <laughs> and put water in his mouth. And he's literally, the poo is three inches to his left. And so I see the poo, and it's floating, and he goes, oh. <laughs> like he's a well about to just... Blow out all this water, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, "No, no, no!" And I am doubling over, and they are probably looking at me. Everyone in the water, like on their tubes, like hairy backs, and all, like, "Yeah, what's that guy laughing what's at?" What's his problem? He's supposed to be a lifeguard. That's unprofessional. I couldn't. I couldn't Thinking breathe. You're like, you're- Mind your own beeswax. Yeah, yeah. And so he, he, then he comes out of the water, and he spits this water all over his sister. Uh- <laughs> And I'm like, no, no, please, no, I can't, I can't talk and you're, to this. You're just yeah, dying. Dying. <laughs> I mean, I looked like I was having seizures. Yeah. And and then meanwhile, by the time I recovered, they were in the next zone. The poo was in the next zone. They were both traveling together. Did you hear the three whistles from somebody Never. else? <laughs> Never. But, but, the poo was gone. I waited the approximate amount of time yeah. for the poo to return. <laughs> And then I said, "I'll be ready this time." I'm sweating. And I'm so like, I can. I feel so nervous hearing this story. And so the, the poo's gone. And, and, and my point was, even if I called the 15 year olds to come clean up the poo, they would have got a skimmer, pulled it out of the water, and let nature take its course. And then the last yeah. few years I worked there, it was maybe the last year they got a little smart and they said, "Okay, if we find poo," which happened every day. Oh, did it really? Yeah. Oh, of course. They they would close the pool for about. Mm, 45 minutes and people would be waiting let's say it's the blue lagoon angry. which is like angry. Yeah, angry. Yeah, yeah. can we uh-huh. just get back in it's like no you don't understand somebody pooped in the pool <laughs> yeah what is your deal yeah poo all the time yeah so and i have many many other stories but that is like the quintessential first time we ever went to disneyland yeah my family first time we didn't stay in a in a in a motel or a hotel we stayed in a koa 
oh, with you all did? the aunts oh, and wow. uncles. We all got trailers, and we all mm. stayed at the KOA, so it was like the lagoon kind of vibe, right, yeah. when you stayed at the KOA there. And they had a community pool. My sister shit that pool, like full on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Emptied her bowels. No, what do you mean? Not kind of. Uh, like full on, like sat in there, like bleh. waited until she got in there. Blew her guts out. No. She was like two or three. Oh, okay. Oh, I was picturing an older person. No, 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 no. She was like two or three. I was. It was the first time I ever went to Disneyland. Yeah. So, and when she did that, man, people ran. Everybody Absolutely. ran. Absolutely. I remember my dad picking me up by like one arm and I'm hanging and I'm all wet. And it's just, everybody's just dun, 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 dun. And people just scattered. And it was a good two days before that pool was open. Oh, good. Oh, man. So that should go. This is back. This is, I was little. So yeah. this is like probably the 70s at some point. Sure. And it was terrifying. Okay, yeah. it was crazy. My my, I remember my parents saying like, "We got to go to a different place." Oh, just like, because could, everybody yeah. knows, everybody's staying at the KOA. They all know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it was like a whole thing. I can't imagine seeing poop in a pool and then wanting back in, or even hearing somebody say, "There's poo in the pool." Yeah, I thought, my day's over. <laughs> Honey, where's my flip flops? I'm out of here. I can't. I don't know what people are thinking. I I mean, look, and it's summer, and it's going to be hot pretty soon. Like, thankfully, it's been chill and cool till now. But there's you got to imagine every kid that's in a pool, all the swim diapers. Oh man, and it's evolving. No, it's evolving. That's the thing. It's learning. Yeah, (laughs) crypto is learning. (laughs) So, so there's your transition. Oh, good job, man. Yeah. Hey, um, we're awfully grateful to a bunch of people. Let's just switch straight up. Yeah. The Radio Ronin Show is produced by Adrian Gray, Allison Fairbanks, Amanda Sorensen, Ben Gunn, Brendan Jordan Fairbanks, Brett Armstrong, de- donating his role for ALS, Cam Bingham, Chandler Bing Wilding, Charles Nangle, Charles Shagany, Chaz Hill, Chaz Hip, Krista Windsor, David Kelly, Denver Robbins, Doug Smith, Chrysler Plymouth. Plymouth Chrysler? Chrysler Plymouth? He told me it's, it's not him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not, which yeah. I still he told love, me though. it's not really him. He should have taken credit, though. He said, if I were Doug Smith Chrysler Plymouth, I'd be a goblin. Oh. <laughs> That's what he said. Just. If I were making that kind of money, I'd be a goblin, he said. <laughs> Esther Burn- Burningham. See, I had to mess it up. Yeah. Jared Snell. Jared Reed on behalf of the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Yeah. Jaron Cahoon. Jennifer Stoddard. Jennifer Kilkowski. Jim Smith. Joel Jenkins. Jonathan Vascar. Jordan Miller with Shop.Lemonwood. Oh, they got oh, yeah. hey, Shop.Lemonwood. Nice. nice. Uh, sorry. Shop.Lemonwood. Hair bows. Jordy Carroll. Josh Burr. Joy Hunt- Hunsaker. Julie Urban. Carl Parkinson, Kelly Table, Ken Kruger. Ken. Oh yeah, Ken, who who Kenny will never meet. Never, ever. <laughs> even though he's really He lives close. in daybreak. I know. Uh, Karina Chryslercher, Christine Davidson, Lowell Penrod, Marcus Lopez, aka Mr. Chill, Mar Lords, Ma- Max Power Maintenance, MCAT, Megan Parker, Mike and Angela Wilding, uh, Monica Harper, Mrs. Laura Castle, Natalie Taylor, Nathan Brown, Nicole D. Hill, Real Estate Online Learning.com, Scott and Kristen Foster, Shane K. Daniels Jr., who just celebrated a birthday as well, yep. Sean Anders, Sheena Allen, Sophie V., Steve McGiff, Stephen Ross, Summer and Brian Thatcher, Taylor Casper, Tiffany Conrad, Tom Jessup, Tracy Wilson, Travis Gustafson, and Zachary Western. Yeah, that's a lot of staff that's, members that's right a, there. Yeah, you guys rock. That's a lot of official staff members and American Patriots, all of them. Yeah, absolutely, we love you guys. Hey, um, we have some cool things coming up that we want to invite everyone to. 
Uh, we had more a, events. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so we had a really fun Radio Ronin party a couple of weeks ago. We talked about it. You were there, Kenny. Yeah. So uh, good. So much huge. Fun. It was huge. A huge, huge, huge party. Um, we've been invited back. Of course you have. So we there's there's two really cool things happening, and one of the guys. This guy is new to new to everyone listening. But behind the scenes, Elijah Radford is a guy that that Kenny's known for a long time. I've done hundreds of shows with mm-hmm. with this guy. He was the guy that put the Ronan party together, <clears throat> helped us do it anyway. And he wanted to say thank you to all of the Radio Ronan faithful, all cool. of the Radio Ronan listeners that came out. So yeah. we did something that's kind of unprecedented. We actually went to Elijah's house, also in Daybreak. Yeah. And went to Elijah's house and sat down with him, and he shared some information about a new thing that we've been invited to as well. So there's two things that he is very proud of, and so we're going to play some audio from a visit we just had with him right here. It's cool. An and we're interview? Hoping, you could call it that. Okay. Yeah. We, we sat down, we interviewed Elijah because he's inviting all of the Ronan fans to a couple of really cool things. Awesome. Here we go. Hey friends, welcome. Uh, this is kind of a, a rare occurrence here on the Radio Ronin Show. Uh, it is Chunga Chandler. What's up? What's up? And we are talking to someone who is going to be uh, a new name, a new presence to some of you. Uh, but he's a guy that Chandler and I have known, me in particular, that I've known for years, about a decade actually. Uh, his name is Elijah Radford. Elijah, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Good to be here. He's a, he's a very soft-spoken man. He's a giant. <laughs> First of all, he's a giant. He is a chiseled, gorgeous piece of chocolate, ladies. <laughs> he is... <laughs> Glad this is a radio show, not a TV show. <laughs> so, uh, Elijah and I have had a lot of fun together. We've, done, we've had a lot of really successful shows in Salt Lake together. And uh, both... Um, Chandler and Elijah, and myself for that matter, we took a break from the Salt Lake City nightlife scene for... How long How long were, did you take a break for, Elijah? About three to four years. Yeah, it was a long time, right? It was about three or four years. And then we took for, a break for about two and a half years, two years? It was. Well, we, we kind of scaled it back, but I think the last show we played before the break was the Nitro Circus. In Salt Lake. Nitro yeah. Circus Party in Salt Lake, yeah. and that was in 2016? 2016. Something so like that. 2017? Yeah, it was about a two-year break. So anyway, not, not that any of that matters, but there was, there was a reason why we chose to take a break. And a lot of other people, Elijah included, chose to take a break. And recently, that break ended. And we came back and we played a huge uh, Radio Ronin party at a brand new club that Elijah is the marketing director for and is the, the main promoter for. And that club is? That's the Ibiza Ultra Lounge. Ibiza Ultra Lounge. We played a Radio Ronin party there. And how, how did you think it went? It was awesome. People were having a great time. It was an awesome, diverse crowd, which is exactly what we're looking for. Right. We are a, a very diverse, very growing market, and that's one of the reasons that that I chose to come back and that Chandler chose to come back is that it seems like the population is starting to explode, right? That's all I... It's been ridiculous. It's blowing up, and the weird part is, is Utah's nightlife is shrinking, and so that's kind of honestly why I kind of came out of, if you want to call it retirement, is to really... You know, I found a great venue. It's great ownership. I mean, you guys have been there. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, by far. I mean, I've been to every obviously venue in the state over the years, and it is the best looking, sounding, 
cosmetic venue in the state. And you know, the owners are great and they're looking to create a very high-end, great clientele, clean, safe venue for people to come for many years to come. And this is not a, they don't want to have a shelf life on this venue, they, you know. So here's what it seems to me. Uh, there is a there is a certain stereotype with clubs. You and I have played all of them, yeah. right? Chandler's played in a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, there it seems to be this, um, Maybe it's just, maybe it's not. I'm not sure. I guess that's for somebody else to decide that they're kind of ratty, they're dark. There's a bad element that goes to these things. There's a lot of fights. Uh, how, how true is this for the most part? Well, there's a lot of truth to it, um, but there's also another side to it. You know, basically the truth of it is, is a lot of these venues don't put the money that they make back into the venue. So over time, it just kind of gets run down and the crowd gets run down. And then that's when a lot of the start things start to happen. Um, and that's one of my f biggest frustrations in the nightlife that I you know, was working for 10 years that I saw as the business owners would not do what was necessary to, to upkeep the venue, to keep the standards up as well. And that's when you get the riffraff and the problems in the club. And again, the stigma that a lot of this nightlife has is kind of true. Um, the bad part is, or I don't say the bad part, but the other side of the coin is, there's a ton of people out here in Utah that are looking for a place to go, and there finally is a place to go, and that's what we're really trying to bring to the awareness for everybody, is to let them understand that, you know, just because some bad things have happened at some of the old venues and uh, with old ownership and ma management and stuff like that, there are some new guys on the block that are really trying to do it the right way, and that's one of, we're one of those people on the block. We're really trying to bring an element to Salt Lake City that has been missing for a while. Yeah, so you and I have had this discussion, uh, wow, I, I don't know how many times, because there's a, there's a performance element to it, mm -hmm. and, and offering a good performance and a quality performance that, that me or Chandler as a performer feel that people want to come and see. Yeah. And you've got to be able to grow that a certain way, and you've got to be able to let people know, hey, look, you can come to this place, mm -hmm. and it's safe, and you can come and just enjoy the music if you'd like. We'd, we want you to dance, obviously, but that's my job is to get you to do that. Yeah. What you need to basically focus on is, hey, look, I'm going to come and check out something new. Maybe go outside of my box a little bit. Uh, try a different environment and enjoy the music and then let us take it from there. And it sounds to me like that's what Ibiza is trying to do. They're trying to target... You know, if we're, if we're having a business discussion, switching from the performance to the business side of things, they're trying to target demographics of people that, that don't or haven't been to clubs in a while. Would you say that that's accurate or is that not accurate? There's a lot of truth to it. There's a lot of accuracy to it. You know, obviously we're looking to capitalize on the crowd out there that deserves this venue. I'm just going to say it like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there's a lot of people out there that just don't respect the venue they go to. They don't respect the people at the venue. They don't respect the, man, the, 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 the employees there, things like that. You know, there is a demographic that is going out that we would like to capitalize on. Okay. But there's also a massive demographic that's staying home. They're having barbecues. They're having house parties. Um, they're doing other things. You know, mm -hmm. not that that's a bad thing, but we want to let that demographic know that, you know, if they ever do want to come out for a night, you know, with their partner or anything like that, that they have a good, safe, clean place to do it. You know, what I thought was cool was Chandler and I played our first show there and we walked in, we were some of the first people there and Oscar, the owner said, okay, all hands on deck, everybody grab chairs, everybody grab tables. And Chandler and I looked at him and said, would you like us? And he's like, yeah, everybody. So he even has the DJs mm -hmm. 
yeah. grabbing chairs and sweeping floors and putting up umbrellas and doing everything. And I think there's a certain investment that comes from that. I think that that's his way of saying, look, everyone is going to care about this. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be here, we're all going to care about this venue and make it something very, very special. So yeah. I think it's very cool. Very, very fun. Uh, Chandler and I are really excited. We, when's our next date? Our next performance is when? Not this Friday, but next Friday is the July 12th is the date? July 12th. July 12th. Yeah. And then... Should we talk about it already? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, if you're ready. So next Friday, we'll have the, the fellas in the house um, throwing it down just like they did a couple weeks ago for you guys. First and foremost, thank you guys all so much for coming out. Um, that was an awesome turnout. It looked like everyone had a good time. We're excited to do it again. Um, but also another thing that I've always done in the nightlife in Utah is I've always tried to create something new, fun, and exciting. And I've been in Las Vegas for the last few years um, doing nightlife out there, and there's a an event out there that I've never seen in Utah called Lavo Brunch. It's a daytime party Mm -hmm. um, and it's phenomenal. So basically what we're going to do on July 21st, um, which the boys here are going to DJ that for us, it's going to be a daytime party on Sunday. Starts at one o'clock. It's a brunch party. So you come out, um, you know, you get your food, your drinks, and you know, as the party continues and progresses, it gets turned up. And by the, you know, three, four o'clock, it's a full-on day party. And so we're going to be launching that on the 21st. There'll be more information. I'm sure the guys will talk about that. And I'm sure I'll be back here pretty soon talking to you guys and remind you guys about that again. But I'm really, really excited to bring this party to Utah, um, bring some good talent in here, have these guys in here, um, and just bring a new element to Salt Lake's nightlife. And I guess you can't even call this nightlife since it's daytime, but, you know, to the events that you can partake of. I mean, we've all been out to brunches in Utah and they're awesome. We have awesome places all up on the mountain, up in the mountains, downtown Salt Lake, all over the place. But there's nothing like this. And I'm pretty excited to, to launch this thing here in about three weeks. Yeah. So this is for people who may not know, these brunch parties are all the rage in bigger cities, oh, yeah. in in other cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, started Especially in Vegas. Yeah, in, in Vegas, Vegas, it's huge. Yeah. It started in New York, is that right? Correct, yeah. So basically, the Tau Club, yeah, or Tau, Tau Group, Group, sorry, Tau, Tau Group, Group um, basically it started out there in, in New York, then Vegas, and LA has it as well. So yeah, they're just daytime parties, um, and we're, this will be the first time we've done it in Utah. The first time I saw one of these daytime brunch club things, I thought, well, this will never work. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is never this is going to be terrible. This is never going to work. And they're huge. Oh, they're so and people come out on a Sunday and they put on their summer dresses and their sundresses and they come out and they put their sunglasses on and everybody sits out on the patio and you're going to have listen. You're going to have food. Five Wives Vodka is sponsoring this. Is that yeah, correct? Five Wives Vodka is sponsoring it, and they got an amazing menu of drinks, which I'm so excited to add to our lineup. We're going to have a whole bunch of signature signature drinks. We're also going to have a Bloody Mary bar. Um, it's going to be... I'm so excited about this. Oh, it's going to be sexy yeah. for sure. And then you've got food. Yep. And you're going to have a wide variety because it's brunch. Yeah. So you're going to have a wide variety of different kind of food. Like everything from sushi to... I mean, who knows what, right? Yeah, we're going to have sushi. We're going to have some breakfast menu items. Um, and, you know, I'm still putting together the menu. But I'm going to make this thing very diverse to make sure, you know, we can capitalize a lot of people's taste buds, if you will. And, you know, just make this very fun and memorable. Something that you're just like, wow, I've never experienced something like that before. And, you know, we're going to make it a fun party. Just not out of control, but just something that's fun, exciting. You can have daytime dance, you know, like you can't get that anywhere in Utah. No, that will definitely be an original thing. Okay, so for everyone who is listening, 
Uh, you're listening to Elijah, who's a really good friend of mine, who I've worked with so many times, who Chandler is now working with, yeah. even away from me, right? You're playing shows that I'm not even at. I am. Life. Yeah, yeah. I was playing a show last Saturday night. It was awesome. So Elijah's definitely taking care of us, which is great. So. Yeah, and uh, and got a lot of love for this guy. And and I, I wish... Uh, I mean, who knows? You come out, maybe you can take part in these conversations where you can see the passion that this guy has and what it means to be able to grow something like this in a town that he loves so much. So he's got my support. He's got Chandler's support. He's got Kenny D's support. And, uh, and, and a lot of the Ronin, a lot of the Radio Ronin crowd came out to the last one. So here's the deal. July 12th, we're doing another nighttime party, House Fridays. So it's going to be great, sexy, Vegas-style Club music, house music, whatever you want to call it. It's Chunga music. It's Chandler music. That's what I like to call it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then uh, Sunday, July 21st, we're getting dangerously close to the Pioneer Days holiday. Uh, you want to come in. You, you may not want to do a rodeo, right? I know I don't. <laughs> you, you want to come out and feel sexy and have a nice Sunday brunch. This is definitely the place to do it. What's, uh, what's the address for Ibiza, by the way? It's going to be downtown Salt Lake, 180 West, 400 South. That's right. So it's right on the corner, right next to Simply Sushi on Fordner South and Second West. Okay, very good. Awesome. So again, that the uh, the the party gets started July twelfth. The doors open at nine o'clock. Chandler will be playing. Yeah. Tell about Chan- yeah, Chandler. You you go from eleven to eleven thirty. Eleven, yeah, eleven thirty ish. And then I take it for the rest of the night till about one thirty ish. And then on Sunday, July twenty first. Uh, we'll be back having more fun, playing more shows, and uh, and enjoying. What was that? What the hell was that? that was- <laughs> all, of a sudden, all, all three of us were like <laughs> what is going on what just happened out there uh so anyway listen so uh, we'll talk more about the sunday brunch just uh, just know the food is going to be phenomenal the drinks are going to be even better and the music well there we go hey right uh so if people want more information about this can they go is it going to be on the abiza website it's going to be on the abiza website it's going to be on our social media page on um, the website's www.ibiza salt lake excuse me IbizaSLC.com and our social media handles are the same IbizaSLC.com that's I-B-I-Z-A-S-L-C dot com yeah. and go follow him on Instagram because you're going to see a lot of really cute pictures of Chandler <laughs> a lot of really cute pictures of Elijah there may even be a couple of me on there so uh, so Elijah thanks brother Hey, thank always you. a pleasure yeah, thank you, thank you. I'm so excited I'm, again you guys thank you so much for coming out a couple weeks ago we hope to see you guys next weekend most importantly, I really will want to see you guys at this day brunch party. Let's make this thing huge. And you guys are what makes it huge. You know, I can only do my part. I can build the event and make it uh, as, as, as sexy, if you will, as possible. But you guys are the ones that really make it happen. So, Well, I'm committed. I think our audience is committed to making this work and making it something special for Salt Lake that can get really, really big. Perfect. So thanks again, man. Hey, thank you, guys. So he's a, soft, he's a soft-spoken guy, yeah. clearly. Uh, I don't know that he was entirely comfortable talking to as many people as he knew he was going to be talking about. Right. Yeah. No one is. He's extremely, it's funny, Chandler and I will sit and talk to this guy, and he believes in this so much. He wants to see a very vibrant nightlife here in town. So the community is growing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Wasatch Front is exploding. The Ogden, Salt Lake City, Provo, the Wasatch Front area, the the Tri-City area, right? With West Valley and South Jordan and all the daybreak. And Sandy. And the night scene is shrinking. 
basically if if there's if you're not going to a real game or you're not going to a jazz game mm-hmm. or cheesecake factory you're not going out right mm-hmm. and he really wants to see that changed he is a very passionate fan of this as am i you know i talked about it on the last show mm-hmm. and you know having a daytime brunch party with the two of us DJing on a Sunday yeah, where the girls so can cool. wear their sundresses and come out in sunglasses and right. get food and, and hang out. Uh, that's going to be a fun thing. So again, that's on July 21st. It's a Sunday starting at 1 p.m. And then we also have, and that we'll talk more about that is coming up, but this coming July 12th, this Friday, Chandler and I are performing again. We would love to have everybody show up. Yeah. Oh, uh, we had a yeah. lot of people last time. And it, we had a ton of fun, mm-hmm. and you're all invited back. The way every, would, every single person listening now, we'd love to have you come and join us. Like the way I would relate this to our audience, especially our local audience who can come to these events. Yes, is it's I mean, especially because as a local flair is Footloose, right? You may feel like you're too old to go clubbing, you're too sure. old to dance or be seen dancing, which I think there's a lot of shame. Yeah, there based yeah. on maybe how we feel about ourselves or whatnot. But what happens, much like Footloose or whatever, you let the music take you away. So your insecurities are there to begin with. And then you say, wait, this is actually a great time. And honestly, Mm -hmm. the music of both of you uh, really gets me every single time. And so I'm like, I don't even give a crap. I wish I I could tell you inside what that means to hear you say that. Yeah. It gets gets you going until shame is removed. And it's just the experience from then on. The, The only thing I ask of any of you that are listening right now is just show up. Yeah. You don't have to it's dance. No, you don't have to. All. That's our job. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. If we get you to dance, then then we've done our job. If you want to just show up and listen and hang out with your friends and, yeah. and have a Diet Coke and just enjoy the environment, watch the lights and just kind of, you know, have fun, you're welcome to do that. Absolutely. But I think Chandler and I are pretty good at doing our jobs. You are. <laughs> and I think once you realize, okay, this is not some big squiggly alien. This is actually just a lot of people having a really good time in a very safe environment mm-hmm. where age, weight, skin color, none of that matters, especially at a Chunga and Chandler environment, especially Absolutely. at a place, you know, we don't care. We don't care if you're Mormon. We don't care if you're not Mormon. We don't care if you're gay. We don't care if you're straight. The only thing that we care about is that you show up and you don't worry about anything. Yeah. That's you. Leave all of your worries, all your problems at the door. Come on in and take a couple of hours to just forget about all of it and have a good time. The best. Yeah. You won't regret it. I hope everybody takes us up on this because it means it is very much a passion thing. Mm -hmm. It's a lifelong passion. And it's happening more and more. Just go out please it's fun yeah please i would be so happy to see all of you show up yeah at ibiza on july 12th and listen to my kid play yeah and yeah. see and and that's and i mean that's another part of this it, there's you know you've seen it kenny mm-hmm. the hours and hours and hours this kid practiced for a year straight every day for a year before anyone was even before, yeah. before I anybody show, ever. before right. he played his first show yeah People may not understand that DJing is extremely difficult. It's so much harder than people think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to do it at speed, super fast, with all that energy and the moving lights and everybody jumping around and all kinds of craziness happening, the the focus and the and the the uh, just the dedication and the commitment that you have to have to do that is something that is really hard to explain to mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And for me, that's when I'm at like my absolute happiest is when I'm on stage. Helping other people forget about all the all the shit that's going on in their lives. Yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing better to me than than helping people with that. Love uh, it. It's just, yeah, it's so cool. I had a conversation with a guy at my at my big boy job, a guy named Tom, who uh, he's a very very wealthy man, 
And he's one of these guys, made his money as a young kid, sold his company, got the golden parachute, and, and now he's doing different things. And mm -hmm. I was having a conversation with him today about age. And he asked me, so why'd you take a, take a break from DJing? I said, I don't know. I went through a really dark time where I just kind of felt like people were looking at me when I was trying to play, hmm. like, what are you doing here? Well, you know, you, why, why you're too old to be doing this. And it was really interesting because this guy's actually younger than I am by a couple of years. Okay. And he said, please don't ever let me hear you say that again. That's one of the coolest things about you is that you really don't ever follow any of that. You yeah. define a, something completely different. You know, he goes, I had no idea that you were as old as you are. Right. Uh, he goes, I honestly thought you were in your mid-30s when I first met you. Well, truthfully, Chunk, I mean, so, uh, even at our big boy job, uh, there was someone that was your age, and he seemed like a very old, old man. He was my age? Yeah. yeah no, no. no. No, he was your age. Yeah. Get the f out of here. You know, he, he was and your then age. you have you, who is honestly leading the charge with uh, any campaign that we did. Uh-huh. And yeah. then that guy who could not <laughs> keep his eyes open in a two-minute meeting. So, wow, that's inter that's interesting. That's very inside, <laughs> yeah. but that's shocking because yeah. I seriously thought that dude was like 65. Uh, you'd, you'd hope. But, but even if even if you are 65, right? Okay. Back in the day, I mean, this is, I know, I'm, I, forgive me, I don't want to be on my soapbox for too long, but something happened where I don't know when it switched, but back in the day, in the 70s and the 80s, it didn't matter how old you were. I mean, Betty Ford was going to Studio 54 and she was like 70 something years old. Jeez. No, it was really it was yeah. really the case. There's not I don't want people to worry about that. That's not what that's not what I'm I'm I made the mistake of worrying about that. Yeah. And I've never been more unhappy in my life. Right. Obviously this back, it pulled back to you. Mm -hmm. You're like, I actually I don't care. Let's do this. Well, it took some cajoling from Rich at my job mm -hmm. and, and you and and most importantly Shannon and Chandler. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I remember the first time I went back a couple of weeks ago. To start playing regular shows. I'm playing all the time now with yeah. Chandler, Chandler is too. Yeah. And I thought everybody was gonna be looking at me like, what are you doing here? You know? And really it was like my John Wick moment where they're like, You have returned. Yeah. This is so cool. You're back. And and everybody welcomed me back and it was great. And I've never thought about it since. So if you're listening to me right now and you're young, or if you're listening to me right now and you're old, and you wanna come take part in one of these two events, just show up. Yeah, that's it. For hell's sakes, Chunga's there. Chandler's yeah. there. Right. You're Coming going out. to be. Yeah, I mean, Kenny we're, we're may be here. there. Hopefully, be you'll there. be there. I'll you'll be there. probably be there. You're going to be welcomed with open arms by me, by Chandler, hopefully Kenny, and so many other radio Ronin that are going to show up and yes. hang out. You've got friends there, so come, come hang out and join us. Okay. Will you please? I, I really. It, it is a passion project with me and Chandler. Uh, it is of Elijah. It even kind of is for Kenny. Mm -hmm. um, we would love to see you come out and be a part of this. So July 12th. July 12th yeah. and again on July 21st. We would you I'd be so happy to see all you guys show up. It would mean a lot. So, okay, again, it's it's like this weird potpourri of stuff. The show? In the show. I know. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's, we've laughed, we've cried. <laughs> I still don't get the fifth off. <laughs> Sombertown. Um, so, I'll, I'll be in Sombertown. <laughs> So, uh, Chungapole. <laughs> oh, do you want to talk about last week's Chungapole? <laughs> Mr. Fragile Power Grid? I'd rather not. <laughs> 
actually, no, the jungle pool actually turned out really well because people, they told about like almost like a zombie apocalypse moment, like how they would react. It was almost like a novel. Like a lot of people were like, we do very step by step on on what they would go through. Granted, it was based on the fragile power (laughs) grid. You guys mocked. We did. I heard about it all week long. Okay. So if you didn't hear last week's show and you're just checking this out, I'm concerned about our fragile power grid. <laughs> and it was part of the Chunga Pole. Uh-huh. I'm concerned about the fragile power grid. I feel like and you're only concerned because you wanted the Chunga Pole to happen. <laughs> yeah. And no. so you did this whole lead up. No. no. No, no. I found this. It was after the uh, the Donald Trump Iranian yeah, strike thing that he called yeah, that's off. True. And somebody said, well, it's only a matter of time before. But some people took it as I was only talking about an EMP attack yeah. wiping out the power grid. Yeah. No, I was saying a, a power loss of any kind. There was a tree branch that fell on a power line in Ohio, and 50 million people were without power for like Whoa. three weeks. No, this is the other thing. So uh, I was at my big boy job, uh, Denver Robbins, who's one of our producers. He's a producer, is, is longtime boss, friend. Longtime friend. Wrote and, a movie with Denver. Yeah. yeah and uh, I was sitting there, and he's like, Wait a minute! You guys talked about the fragile power grid on your show, and I started dying because we've yeah. been just giving you hell for it for the right. past week. I've caught so much shit for this. <laughs> yeah, but then everybody talks about, it. and then Denver goes, "Oh my gosh!" When I worked at the hospital, a, a truck hit a tree, and we were out of like power, like twenty. I don't know. He, he sent me the link. It you was got patients in the hospital. Two hundred thousand no people in Utah lost power, wow. and this hospital had to shut down and go on like emergency power, and it was a whole conversation. So. I'm sorry I gave you crap so, for... Thank you, Chandler. Yeah, and, sorry, and sorry, Denver's Chandler. got your back, too. Thank you. Well, it didn't sound like he did at first, but... No, no, it, he was he was on your side. It was me who didn't have your back. I was, I was laughing. <laughs> My yeah. own son. Yep. Me too. Pedro, Pedro, Pedro. I, mean, I, I got some started the show off that way. <laughs> I got some looks yeah. by Kenny and Chandler. Yeah. But but we did get a lot of feedback. But yeah, the thing is, is that I, I we could read it all, but there were very long answers. Most people felt like they would do just fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were a lot like Most me that said, thought. I'll do anything for my family, and so I'll probably die early because they would use desperate measures yeah to get what they need i think um i think the thing that that uh, that i found the most interesting about the the chunga pole last week and again in case you didn't listen to it the, the chunga pole was this uh how long would you survive if we if the nation lost all the power yeah and it was really for whatever reason an emp attack or whatever and most people said, "Oh, I do fine. I've got my guns, and I've got fishing poles, and yeah, I would, food storage. I, I've got food storage, and I would, I would do just fine." And there were, there was a lot of that, but there was also this undercurrent of, "Oh yeah, I, I would absolutely yeah. loot stores," and it, and I, I admired that because I thought a lot of people were going to go, "I would never do that. I would hold up society's values and society's mm-hmm. rules." Oh hell no, you wouldn't. No. Yeah. Please, the minute I'm out of toilet paper, I'm burning stores down <laughs> until I get paper. what I want. No, and I think that's I think that's where uh, a lot of people were. Yeah, I don't think it would take long. I really don't. I think you would have about a week and a half. At, at I think it would start within hours. Mm-hmm. But I think if you were at a week and a half, two weeks, and there was no way to communicate, the radios don't work. You know, you might have there's no way to broadcast yeah. because there's no power. So even if you've got solar radios or whatever, there's no power. So there's no way for anyone to communicate. Mm-hmm. I think within a week, a week and a half, there'd be bodies in the streets. Uh-huh. I know, I really oh do. I think gosh. it would be absolutely petrifying. Yeah, I think it would be so scary if that were to happen. It's horrifying. And people say, "Oh, I would just hunker down in my house." Uh, no, your house is probably on fire. 
Yeah. You know, your house has been looted and it's probably on fire. So what you do is you grab all your stuff and you head for the hills and you just try to get by the best you can. No, there, there was there's several people in the group that were like, no, I'm just going to call it quits. Like as soon as that happens, I was like, just we're, off we're myself. Done. We're no, done. There what? were a lot of people. Like, yeah. There's a couple of people like lock the doors. You'll hear one gunshot. That's it. I'm done. I, I need a bullet the minute the food went yeah. bad in the fridge. But then the power could turn off like turn on three hours later. It's just a, just, <laughs> a, just a tree fell, fell down. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That's crazy. I yeah. think it would be about a week and a half before you would see corpses. Yeah. Bloated and rotting in the streets. No, it was actually a really dynamic chunk of pole. So it was a good lead in. And sorry, we're sorry, we gave you crap. <laughs> yeah. What's the new chunk we of pole? We had a pretty good response. Yeah. Actually, um, we started the show with me saying, I love the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And then we all kind of started complaining about it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I reserved and, my complaints. And how it, it sucks being the guy. It has to go to bed when the fireworks are going off because you have to work the next morning. Right. Mm-hmm. That is me. <laughs> so here's the thing. What do you hate about the 4th of July? Everybody's got to have something. I love the 4th of July. I've always loved the 4th of July. Every time I see the fireworks stand start popping up the tents, I'm like, yeah, it's summertime. I, I, I view that as kind of this weird talisman that indicates, yeah, summer is officially here and we're all having a great time. And we get to do it twice in Utah because we have the 24th of July. Yeah. So if you're outside of Utah, this sounds really weird. But Utah was settled on the 24th of July. And that's that's when the pioneers came to the state of Utah. And so we celebrate it like it's the 4th of July. So we have two, the 4th and the 24th. Basically all of July. And July it's pretty much the Black entire... Cat. It's, it's yeah. like, Black Cat owns the world right. in Utah. Yeah. It's, it's, so, yeah, there's been fireworks going off all night. It's, in the background, this. yeah, I think our, our studio is kind of filtering it out, but fireworks have been going off all mm-hmm. night, which uh-huh. is awesome. Uh, I think it's a great time. Cheeto hates it. Of course. Yeah. Animals Cheeto hate hates it. the. So that's what I'm saying. What I hate about the 4th of July, I hate that Cheeto gets so freaked out. So animals get. Because it's, it's really spooked. hard for me. Yeah. You know, Cheeto and I have a very special bond. Yeah. Cheeto is, you know, he is my Chewbacca. Right, he's always at my side. Yeah, and uh, and he's a pain in the ass. Wait, wait, Cheeto so. is the best cat ever. Oh yeah, he's, he's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen. There's a new thing. I think I don't know if it's this year or last year that they are selling like sedatives to animals that you can go to like at oh. the pet store and then like just put your dog or your cat to sleep just for like an hour or two when all the fireworks are going off. Yeah, I gave one to Kenny about two hours. No, it, you're huh? roofing your dogs. What? Yeah, you're basically drugging your dog. Yeah, it's like a whole new thing. You can just yeah. buy it like off the shelf and, and you can just make your dog go to sleep for not a couple hours. That's the worst idea. It's yeah. not a terrible idea. It's a new thing. Um, hmm. I, I, I would consider doing that for poor Cheeto because he really does have a hard time. So for yeah. me, that's my answer in this chunk okay. of bowl is how freaked out Cheeto gets. So That's what I hate about the 4th okay. of July. So what we hate about the 4th of July. And I hate having to go to bed when the fireworks are going off outside. You know who you're talking to, right? You you actually, I can't remember if you like it or if you hate actually, it. Actually, Chandler, you go first. I'll, I'll okay. follow you. For me, I, I, I've i never been a fan of parades. I now, absolutely hate It's got to be the number one answer. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand them. I don't get them. Uh, parades just... They, Did you like them as a kid, though? No. Because I I've think never, there's a difference. I've never liked Because parades. when you're a kid, you see... Free saltwater taffy, and I think parades are keeping the saltwater taffy did business it, in business. Did I ever like no. parades as a kid? No. Well, you liked the electric light parade at Disneyland. Yeah. Oh yeah, that doesn't was count. Good. Does one not count. time. One time. He he was down one time, and then he was. No, Chandler it. was a very pragmatic kid. Yeah, and he was a very. Um, he's Chandler's IQ, so that you know, is really really high. It is, <laughs> and uh, he he always looks at things. He's he's got he's got his dad's. Um, I don't know, 
whatever his dad is, but he's really a lot of his mom. Mm-hmm. And Shannon is very, very left brain. She's very, very analytical. Efficient. And very I think, efficient. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like Chandler knows when he's wasting time. No, like even even like during Halloween, I hated trick or treating. He's like, I've got bags of candy. I have the candy that I like at home, and I know no fun, Chandler. It's no fun. He's dressed up like a green ninja. He's got his plastic sword. (laughs) He's he's been excited to wear this costume for a month and a half. Yeah, Yeah. right. He puts it on. He's outside for two hours, and he's like, "Mm, Dad, um, this is kind of dumb. (laughs) What do you mean it's kind of dumb? (laughs) Well. Oh, I've got a very important show to watch, and I've got bags of candy in the closet at home. <laughs> and it was the candy that I liked. Yeah. Because I'm a picky eater. You don't have to trade it for Tootsie Rolls. Because no. he would go up to the house, and he'd knock, and he'd be like, um, trick-or-treat. <laughs> and so they would open the door, and they, oh, would give him, Chandler. <laughs> yeah. they would give him some Smarties, and he'd look into his little pumpkin, <laughs> and then he'd stand up and look at them, and he'd look at me, and he'd look back at them, and he'd go, thank you. <laughs> Even though he's like, My little braids just going crazy. Yeah. This is bull. Yeah. Well, and yeah. then we would get because he was very polite. Yeah, yeah. We would get down to the sidewalk and he would say, Dad, I'm not sure that this venture is for me. <laughs> yeah. He, he yeah. Hated trick or treating. And I'm the same with parades. And, well, it's just parades like, are maximized. It. Yeah, it's just like what why am I here? What wait, uh, what when okay. When I was a kid, yes. was thirty years ago. Yeah, uh, I, I maybe I was blind to the fact that there were as many advertisements as there are now, because you know you have like the uh, Shriners go by, you uh-huh. have high school bands. Oh no, you and didn't the know they were advertisements back. But they're yeah. everything now is an advertisement for a uh, oil change. Yep, and they were back then mm-hmm. too. You just didn't know. Is that true? Yeah, I okay. was actually. I had it is it is the curse of the DJ. When you're a radio <laughs> professional, that's one thing that you are conscripted. You are straight up drafted yeah. to do. These companies come in, that, like the Days of 47 or the Provo right. Fourth of July Parade or something, and they'll say, well, we're buying ad time, but one of the prerequisites, we'll buy a whole bunch of ad time, but we want Chunga to show up and MC the parade. Yeah. There was one year where Marcus and I had to go MC the Fourth of July Parade, mm-hmm. And we didn't. We were furious and didn't want to have to go. And of course, we're sitting there and just out and out insulting every single float that went by. So good, hoping to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> and I still remember it like it was yesterday. I remember what did it because we did get fired okay, from the Provo Fourth of July. Parade. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Next up, we have our next Provo Fourth of July float. This is from our good friends on Center Street from Newskin. Oddly enough, the float is not shaped like a pyramid. Oh, oh. <gasps> that's all you had to say? That, that was, was it. it? That was that's it. That's all you had to say? I went on to do a lot of work for New Skin. They're, they're, uh, yeah. they're, they're, I love the Ronies. They're a great organization. Uh, but at the time, I was just trying to just get anything Absolutely. to get to have them turn off the microphones. Yeah. Uh, I had to host the Days of 47 parade. Yeah, you did. For 15 years, I did that. Mm-hmm. 15 years. Think about this. 15 years. Quit being good at your job, okay? I had I was terrible. <laughs> I was terrible at my job. Yeah. I did everything I could they were to desperate. get fired. No one else wanted to do it. They didn't care. Yeah. Whatever they told me not to do. Uh Chunga, <laughs> listen, Orrin Hatch is running for president. There are political laws. There are FCC laws. Uh please, you can't say that Orrin Hatch is running for president. I'm like, he's in the parade. 
running for president. Yeah, you can't say that as the MC. You can't say that. Orrin Hatch comes by. Ladies and gentlemen, the next president of the United States, <laughs> Orrin Hatch, donate to his campaign. Oh. He needs your money. Orrin Hatch needs your money. Donate. I, I would do this. Wow. And I would see the the you know the little old Becky Homeckies that run the Days of 47 parade just having a conniption of fit. Of course. You know what I mean? But they would never fire me. back next year. No matter what I tried to do. Do you remember Merrill Cook, the big fat guy when he was oh, running for office? That guy was 700 pounds. He ran like 17 pounds. times. He ran 17 times, lost every time, yeah. and got fatter each campaign. <laughs> I get sad. Is that what it was? He, he would take to stress eating? Yeah. yeah. So sure enough, here comes you know here comes Merrill Cook. He's in a suit. It's 118 degrees outside. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, coming down the parade route, let's make some noise for Mr. Merrill Cook running again. Sad that they took the biggest guy in the parade and put him in the smallest car. Oh, That's a Mazda Miata from Dally's Mazda. Wow. Yeah, no, I would do that. <laughs> You're a no, monster. I would, no, I would seriously do this. Yeah. Anything I could. And they're still like, not too bad. Pretty good. Let's it came down here. to the point where every time I signed a radio contract, they would put it in my contract that I had to go do the parades yeah. and I had to behave. <laughs> It was in written. I had to sign Behave. a legal document that I had to show up. I had to I had to show up every year. I had to be professional and behave. That's a lot of gray area right yeah. there. Behave. Yeah. Yeah. I could. I mean, it was just. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. So uh, I would say that Cheeto being stressed out, but now Chandler has ruined it. I hate parades. Yeah. Yeah. I hate parades of every kind. Yeah. I really do. I so, just. I just don't. I just don't. I don't understand it at all. Uh, didn't you have like a, a bunch of guys dressed up as, as raptors like pass out at yeah. one, of the, at one of the things? Oh, the Fourth of July parade. Dinosaurs died. Uh huh. It was the funniest, one of the funniest things I've ever okay. seen. So there's, you know, here I am. It's Murray City Parade. Happy Fourth of July, everyone. Come in. Oh, it's Jurassic Park right here on State Street. Oh no, one of our dinosaurs seems to be having a problem. <laughs> he's getting <a> wobbly. <laughs> So he's in one of those inflatable, yeah. and he's on stilts. <laughs> yeah. And he's walking, and he's in this bubble, but it's like 100 degrees oh, outside, sure. right? Oh. And you see the dinosaurs start to kind of stop, and <laughs> no. he takes like five steps backwards, and then he kind of goes off to the side. Some kids and, like, and then his arms, his little T-Rex arms, just kind of start waving, and then they go limp, and then he just falls over. Oh, my gosh. And so, me and my wisdom, I just went, Sniper! <laughs> Anything I could do. Oh, jeez. I hate parades. Yeah. I hate parades. So, Chandler, I'm with you, bro. Right, give, me, give me some yeah, nuts. There we go. Okay. Kenny? Well, parades are the worst. But do you know what I hate? What do you hate? Fireworks. You hate fireworks? Really? Yeah. How do you hate fireworks? Like, I mean, that's that's like communist. That's uh, downright un American. I mean, yeah. I'll put on my Che Guevara shirt and uh, hate fireworks. You have just offended Mexicans? You have just offended the Chinese, and you have offended, you have really offended Americans. Yep. Listen, fireworks on their own are awesome. It's explosions. How can you hate explosions? But right. it's everything that we've done to fireworks and to celebrate fireworks. And granted, I know I'm alone here. I know that people are going to say I hate America, but I was raised with this, okay? You were but, raised, with, you were raised with a hatred of fireworks? Okay, well, so people know this, hopefully. You're a Jew. But... I'm a Jew, and my mother is more Jewish. Let's exp let's explain this. Yeah. So your mom, you are Jewish by race. Yeah, I, I, that's your ethnicity. You are Jewish. Yeah. Uh, although you are Jewish, because it, it depends on what your mom is. 
Yes. Not your dad. Right. So your mom, who was Jewish, married your dad, who was not Jewish. Mm-hmm. And she converted to Mormonism. Is that is Well, that... so she was already. Her parents were actually. Oh, her parents. Okay. Yeah, so she was... converted. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got and, you. and so anyway, so I mean, like, they, I just, you know, we celebrate Jewish holidays. It's very still special celebrate in our Hanukkah. family. I keep begging you to, to let me wear a yarmulke and show up. Oh, and one of these won't. days, I'm going to do a uh, Passover, and it's going to be a three-hour meal. I would I, look. I would love this. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I begged you to go to Hanukkah every year, yeah. and you won't let me. Let's. <laughs> oh, we will. I, we can. But P.S. <laughs> the food is terrible. But we'll still do I wanna it. I want to play the with the Dremels. Yeah. And I want to <laughs> the wear dreidel, the, the dreidels. And Check. I want to wear the hat. It's the yarmulke. <laughs> and, and we'll light the menorah. I want my chocolate coins. Okay, <laughs> deal. You'll get chocolate coins this year. We're celebrating Hanukkah. Okay. Okay. All right. You can, got can I go too? That's awesome. No. Chunk again. No, it's just, just I had to work he's, on the fifth of July. He's been asking. He's he's in Sombertown. But so anyways, my mom, she's a little bit tighter with money. And we okay. were all raised that way. Mm. Uh you guys know this about me. Yes. That I'm tight with money as well. It takes yes. me weeks to research or months to research anything yep. to buy it. A baseball yeah. hat, sunglasses, whatever. Yeah. Shoes. Vans, yeah. Totally. Thirty bucks and I have to research it. He's he is very thoughtful. Thoughtful, Before that's an interesting word. Thank you. I'm trying to be as flattering as I can yeah. be. So when I was a kid, and you see the, the fireworks stands, and you say, oh, Mom, please please buy some Marials. They're so cool. I was cool. just talking about that. When the fireworks stands come oh, up, yeah. and it's like this thing. It's like summer is here. Let's go yeah, buy some snakes. Yeah, it's like an ice cream truck. Yeah, some snakes, snakes or like the, the pops or whatever. The stuff right. you can afford. Yeah. Right. And my mom would say, hmm. Yeah, not so much. And we'd be like, Mom, you're no fun. You ruin everything. Why don't you spend money on us? Like, all the neighbors have fireworks. She goes, let me show you what happens. When you, when you buy a firework. Uh, what? What, Mom? And she has this thing that she taught us. Oh, no. And it's, You're about to learn a tough life lesson. Yeah, tough life lesson? Yeah. I've never forgotten. Really? She took a $5 a Finsky. bill. And that meant a lot to me as a kid. $5 bill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a, a, a large amount of money to a little kid. Because we're in the backyard. She How goes, old were you? I think I was seven. Okay. Uh, and she goes, okay, look, you know, here's what happens when you, when you buy and light a firework. She took a $5 bill, and this was a lot for her, too, yeah, but sure. she needed to teach this lesson. Sure. She got a lighter, and she lit the $5 bill on fire. Yep. And I watched that $5 bill, incredulous. Yeah. yeah. Ma- uh, Mom, you c- I could buy 10 candy bars with that. What are you doing? <laughs> yep, yep. And she goes, no, this is what happens when you buy fireworks. You just burn your money. And I was like, oh. I hate fireworks. Eee. I hate fireworks forever. <laughs> and so that's where it began. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I think she scarred you very bad. <laughs> I'm afraid that this is going to be one of those things that happens. Yeah, okay. At like the Tabernacle Christmas program <laughs> when the choir sings and then they bring out the little kids to act out stuff. <laughs> it's going to be like when they did the Dickens thing and the little match girl died. Oh, do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, was like, yeah. Boy, that so was like a, it's like okay, well, thank you for ruining Christmas, Tabernacle yeah. Choir. You yeah. just had the little match girl die three days before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be, you're going to have some little kid, some little toe-head kid yeah. playing young Kenny D, uh-huh. and it's going to be, you know, I don't know, it's going to be Patrick Stewart <laughs> hosting. Jean-Luc Picard sure. shows up at the tabernacle, and he's, he's a, let me tell you the story about the little boy and the fireworks. <laughs> and there he was in the backyard. Come, oh. his mom said. Come forth. Everywhere around the world. Look at this $5 bill. They're coming to America. 
But look, uh, it just ruined you as a I person. Will, yeah. So I that will, one moment ruined your life. Truthfully, I'll never spend money on fireworks. Like people are like, I've got zero for forty bucks. Well, you got taken for a ride. But the <laughs> here's the thing: fireworks are fun to watch. They just are. But I feel like people become lowest common denominator slack jawed yokels when fireworks are going because oh, you I'm, can audibly hear them. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. And I, I go, am a complete fool. And I go, uh, yeah. and look to take your kids to fireworks. There's almost nothing better. It's cool sure. to see the wonder in a, in a child's eyes. Mm? Yeah. That's dead inside me, but it's cool to see that with my kids. <laughs> Thanks but, to your mom. <laughs> but also driving to so let's say you go to a city fireworks show you have to drive you have to park a mile away that's walk there and play a get, pain. and honestly leaving a fireworks show takes about an hour and a half to leave yeah and when like, i when there's I was an entire kid, night when i was a kid uh me all my friends red chapel yeah. dave tester steve tuttle all my buddies the whole group of guys it was sugar house park mm-hmm. you get there at like two in the afternoon right you stake out your spot everybody goes across the street to the wendy's to get your food or the taco bell yeah nice. and you sit there all day and you have a great day those are some of the best moments of my life can i just tell you i remember those moments as a 16 15 year old kid 17 year old kid mm-hmm. like it was yesterday i still think about those times uh i love watching fireworks but i have to be honest with you kenny I'm definitely that way. If the fireworks are not in Disneyland, I don't watch them. Yeah. But I'll watch those on the matter cam on my TV I, because I yeah. don't want to go through the headache of parking and uh-huh. driving and dealing with all that crap. At Disney you know? fireworks, are, there's nothing better. Because you're there, kind you're of already you. surrounded by thousands of people. It's there's fine. the music, yeah. it's, it's to a score. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's, it's awesome. It's not sung by Canadian singers be, no. trying to be patriotic. Right. It's like right. having Christmas songs sung by Jews. I mean, let's think about it. Yeah. They sing the best Christmas they songs. They really do. They're so talented. <laughs> Neil Diamond? Yeah. Come Josh on. Groban? Josh Groban. Barry Barbara Streisand? Barbara Streisand. Barry Manilow's Jewish? He's got to be. He's Jewish. He's got to be. I weep. <laughs> Every time Barbara Streisand sings a, a Christmas So look, song. I know I'm purposely picking fights, <laughs> but... Uh, if I, and then fireworks go forever. And people do them like New Year's. They, they, they just are noisy and annoying. And there you have it. Wow. Expensive. You're a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, so is there something about the 4th of July that you hate? That's this week's Jungle Poll. So go to our social media pages. You can go to my personal page, Kenny or Chandler's personal page, yep. and leave your answers there. You can go join the uh, the Radio Ronin Goblin group, which is on Facebook. Yep. And we are, except we're, all you have to do is just ask, you just ask to be let in. It's that simple. It's it. easy. I want to be let in. I let a guy in, I let two different people in this week. The second it popped up on my phone, right? They don't. I don't think they waited two seconds to be let. We've had a lot of people join this past week. Yeah, a lot of it's people signed like, up. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So we'd love to have you there. We have one rule: don't be a dick. That's it. It's just that yep. simple. Uh, to date, we've had to ban one dude, and I actually considered letting him back in until Kenny told me not to. <laughs> so, Chugga. that's. I mean, how simple is that, right? Hundred <laughs> percent true. <laughs> It is a hundred percent true. It's true. <laughs> I was even on the road having the conversation, saying, "Okay, I'll let you back in," and I immediately got a phone call. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> it happened. We have to discuss this. You can't just let him in on your own. Fireworks. He's right. not. He's not in. Yeah. So, so here's the deal. Uh, you can go to the Radio Rona Goblin group, yeah. and you can post your answers there. You can go to Twitter. We have a very Instagram vibrant, well. vibrant yeah. community on Twitter now. 
uh, and on Instagram. You can go pretty much anywhere. We're going to take these. We're going to read them on the air next week. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, so if you want your answer read, um, just go contribute to the Chunga Poll. What do you hate about the 24th of July? If there's nothing, if you love everything, then by all means, say it. You know, go contribute. Just say, I love everything That's about no 4th fun. of Don't July. Be like, unlike you guys, I love America. There's got to be something. There's got to be something, whether it's spending time with family or whatever. That you I, sound, I sound like something such a that you hate. <laughs> What do I hate about the 4th of July? Spending time with family? <laughs> Going to a pool with crypto. At GRD. There you go. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Exactly. So let us know. That's the Chunga Poll for this week. Okay. Uh, movies. I got two movies. We got it. We got a. We've had a full show. It's yeah. really quite big. So yeah. I'm going to finish with the big movie of the 4th of July weekend. Okay. And so I'll start with Midsummer, and then we'll do Goblins, possibly. And then okay. I want to review Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, Spider-Man finishes it off. Yes. Okay. So the first one, you watched this a couple of weeks ago, but you've been embargoed. Yes. So uh, you won't really even tell us about it, but you came over to the house right after the screening. I did, uh-huh. and you L- were pretty messed up. A little shell shocked, right? Very well. You were really shell shocked. Yeah. yeah. And this is this is not for the show. I mean, we're not. It, he came in the house and was like, "I can't unsee this. <laughs> uh, I need to watch cat videos." Was what he said. I, I need to watch cat. Videos. I watched ten minutes of adorable cat videos. You know where you put their paws go out, like they're just saying hi. <laughs> Yeah. Did you I had a watch driveway? That. Uh on the way home. Okay. Or on the way here. Yeah. <laughs> so what so what is this movie? This is by the people who made Yeah, writer director of Hereditary, which came out last year, which was, was my favorite movie of twenty eighteen. Yeah. And so the director, his name is Ari Aster, he has made a new movie called Midsummer. Okay. And that movie, uh Hereditary Midsummer? Which, yeah, Midsummer, actually. M I D S O M M A R. Mid Samar, what does that mean? Uh, Midsummer is a Swedish festival. It's a pagan festival celebrating the earth and all things nature. This sounds okay. really. This sounds really dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it sounds all the way dumb. But somehow, it's terrifying. Really scary. So in this movie, uh, it is. It's more heightened version of this. Essentially, there's. It seems like your typical like mid two thousands horror movie where it's like a bunch of American college kids go to Europe and find themselves like, in a bad like, situation. Is it like found footage? Is it a found no, footage? Not thing? at all. So it's not like Chernobyl, which no. I thought was actually really good. Yeah. Uh, it's so it's not like the Blair Witch or any of these found no. footage things. Okay. This is a very deliberate movie. So yeah, like I said, this is a group of college kids, and there's one girl here who is. Just uh, she has she suffers with mental illnesses, and they go to this. Uh, one of them does it for his college thesis to go study at like an anthropological study of Midsummer. It's a festival in the middle of the mountains in Sweden, and it takes place once every ninety years. And it's a very ritualistic. Is it a real thing? Pagan festival. There is a real thing, but it's an every year thing. Okay. And so this is like I said, it's heightened. This okay. is yeah, yeah. Hey, this community of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Yeah. Too nice. Okay. You're about to go for the strangest trip you've ever gone on. Wow. And so this thing is slow burn. This movie... Those those are the scariest kind of movies. They are. But I was watching this movie, which is two hours and 20 minutes. Yep. And I sat there and I said... Wow. I said, I'm not scared. I'm not scared at all. But oh my gosh, I feel dirty. I felt I got a headache. Uh, The person I went with got got a stomach ache, felt queasy. So it's just that it's unsettling. So it, yeah, and it's it's subtle, 
and then in it's slow. Like it will show you the, the traditions of this village uh-huh. and it takes its time. And then all of a sudden it will show you something immediately graphic. And you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. run away, run away now. But what mm-hmm. this movie does so well is it keeps you there. It makes you go, well, these people could run away, but they're not. Uh, they're not. Why? Yeah. Why? And I guess I'm just like them. I could <clears throat> run away from this experience, but I'm not going to. <clears throat> so is this movie going to do well? No. This is a movie that I will not recommend to no. anyone listening right now. Uh, so this, don't go see it. Uh, see this if you're a deep genre fan. Meaning this okay. is more than horror. This is slow burn methodical. And it would there be in the horror a category. Let's say take like 8mm or 7. Yeah. That were just so twisted and so unsettling that to this day after seeing some of these movies... Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've just said to myself, look, I can't. This is not entertainment for me. Right. If it's not entertainment for me, I'm not spending two hours of my life sitting through it. So let me say I did. Whereas those had an immediately dark <clears throat> content. This one is not unlike Hereditary. It's not satanic. It's more pagan as far mm-hmm. as like these rituals have existed. Yeah. And it's more for the earth. There's chanting and whatnot, but it's not like summoning a demon in this movie, which I know right. a lot of our listeners try to avoid. Right. Yeah. Any sort of that content. Yeah. This one is just more. This town is crazy. And I feel like I can't escape from it. And I tried to avoid it, and you lied to me. Oh, so that I would watch Hereditary. Yeah. Um, and it was awful. And mm-hmm. I remember screaming at you on the phone, "What have you done to me?" Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, this I can't even imagine. If you're saying, is this worse than Hereditary is, or is it just different? It's just different. This director <clears throat> is so skilled at what he does. This movie delivers on everything it promises, and then some. It is uh, disturbing and beautiful. The acting is phenomenal. It, it, nothing about this movie is forgettable. Okay. Nothing. I will never watch it again. Okay. Because you see it once and you're like, okay, That's, I saw yeah. that played out. Yeah. You see a specific arc uh, take place for a main character and you're like, okay, there you go. It breaks every rule. Yep. There's no one character you relate to. You're just watching this experience unfold. Wow. And it is, there's only about three or four really graphic scenes in two hours and 20 minutes, but they kind of just swallow everything up. Because most of the movie is just, it's really pure and it's this loving village, And but there's some stuff where you're like, what Yeah, just happened? Uh, so for people that can handle slow burn and want to experience a unique motion picture, this yep. is it. Okay. But for everyone else who even like, yeah, I like scary movies. No, don't go see this. Okay. I, I give it a B because. Wow. Holy that's, cow. I'm surprised. Uh, really? I started off walking out of the movie going, oh, I can never watch that again. I think I might have hated that. And I was like, yeah. nope, it did everything it needed to do. And it he is uh, a brilliant filmmaker. But wow. I, I have to knock it down to grade because I'll never watch it again. And I can hardly recommend it to anybody. Okay. But a right, B. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's one of the weirdest reviews I think I've ever. I was heard being. Give. I'm being extremely cryptic about this one. Yeah, because you can't. You can't give things away. There's right? major stuff here. Okay. All right. So we have some people to say thank you to. These guys, uh, fifty bucks a month plus. Oh yeah. These guys are the tip of the spear. They support the show. They are rabid. Foaming at the mouth supporters of the Radio Ronin show. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, a lot of them are. So Angela Hammond, uh, who, my my goodness, yeah. thank you so much, Angela, for everything you've done for us. Blake Densley, Blake the Barber, Blake's Barbershop. Go get your hair cut with Blake the Barber. Colton Cook, I love this kid. Mm-hmm. I don't see him nearly enough. Colton, props. Yeah. Thank you so much. The Butterscotch Panda, Greg Pascal. 
Greg's guide to new music. Thank you. Guy Stones. Saw him at the Ghost Town a couple of weeks ago. Awesome to see him and his kid. Uh, Infendo Radio, Steve Peacock, who was proudly celebrating his 500th episode awesome. uh, of, of Infendo Radio. Well done. Jennifer Grant, who I miss dearly. Where was she? On at the at the gig right. last Friday. Oh I, yeah, I thought for the sure Jennifer one. was going to be there. Hopefully she'll come to the next one. Uh, Jordan Rexick, uh, who's in uh, Virginia. Virginia. He's, he's out in Virginia. Uh, just a girl, Jean. Jean, we love you so much. Thank you so much, Laura of the Lounge, who is on a, a world tour right now. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Lane Hilton, who I vowed to help learn how to podcast last Christmas. Oh no, <laughs> sorry, It'll Lane. Happen. Uh, I'm so sorry, man. Firefighter, great guy. Matthew Cronkite, Parker Lewis, Philip Johnson, Shannon, but not Bishop Shannon West, uh, Spencer Myers, the Spirit of 38 podcast, great comic-based, pop culture-based podcast. Uh, TheOwenGroup.com, purveyors of curiously awesome cybersecurity services. Stephanie Hogan at 100 bucks a month. Stephanie Hogan. Thank you so much. Tim Behunin at $107.50, 107.5. The end. Yeah. 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 I love that you did that. I have to. 107.5. The end. There it is. Nice. Uh, Tim Behunin, thank you so much. And Castle, the Holy Goblin. Love you, man. At an undisclosed amount. Thank you, brother. Uh, So those are our goblins. We have one more movie. One more movie. This is the one that's going to make a buttload this weekend. By the way, I should say, before we jump into this, if you would like to become an investor in our Patreon uh, in our Patreon family, you can do so for as little as five bucks a month, uh, and and the perks start right. Um, we also have that. Well, they go up from there, and there's all kinds of different stuff. So if you'd like, go to patreon.com p a t r e o n dot com forward slash radio Ronin. and check everything out. We'd love to have you. Thanks. So uh, the last movie, Spider Man: Far From Home. The sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming, which came out two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Spider-Man, in this case, this rebooted franchise, it's right. Tom Holland. So he plays the high school version of the character. Okay. Uh, in, yeah. And the first movie is all about, yeah, being, you know, young in high school. I, being don't, know, in I don't know what to think about this. I'm and, tired of reboots. I'm tired of seeing the same things over and well, over and over. Well, and over. so now we're post Endgame, where Endgame really was the capstone for Marvel, where it said, hey, we have 10, 11 years of... 20 movies as well and uh-huh. what they did is they put this exclamation point and it's like that's a great closer but now they still have more movies and more they're going to announce at comic-con coming up in two weeks oh my gosh and so but this one is like directly following and spider-man this version of spider-man is comical like it is so uh, it's a marvel light- movie well <laughs> it's so lighthearted, but compared to endgame this one is like a straight up uh, like comedy. It's a straight up comedy okay. compared to the yeah. serious things and effects that Endgame had. Yep. And so once again, we have a, a high school kid. And so Peter Parker in this story is about to go on a science trip. Uh, well, he's about to go with the science club to go to Europe. Little European okay. vacation. Okay. So Spider-Man out of New York. Okay. And while he's there, of course, some dangerous elemental monsters like wind and rock and fire and heart attack European cities. Yeah, yeah. They attack European cities and is recruited by S.H.I.E.L.D. to join with this new hero played by Jake Gyllenhaal to save the world. A new hero. Yes. Played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Mysterio. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Chunga, I haven't even talked about the quality or not. I'm just talking about the plot. I can just tell. (laughs) uh, This movie is a straight comedy. Uh, There are... You know, it's it's you know ten jokes a minute. 
And there are jokes that actually hit where I was like, oh, that's well, pretty yeah, good. 10 jokes a minute. I yeah, mean, so, a blind squirrel can find a nut every once in a while, right? right? One of them is going to hit. Yes, and they do. And so I was like, okay, I, I feel this. Like the, the I mean, pace that's is like going the, fine. You're talking like airplane, the naked gun type frequency of jokes. Yeah. Uh, but at some point, they get to like their teachers that go on the science trip with them. They're like basically Disney Channel dads. Like as far as their humor goes, uh-huh. and it just falls flat. Uh, but it's really centered around Peter trying to balance his life, trying to woo MJ in this series, played okay. by Zendaya, right. and also trying to be the hero. Okay. But it seems like he's almost not needed because there's another hero, and Spider-Man doesn't quite belong. Because honestly, Spider-Man is a New York hero. Yeah, He's got his rogues gallery there, right. and now he's kind of part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. And, and an Avenger. Okay. And so I think they're trying to really boost Tom Holland as this new lead of the new Avengers now that certain characters are not involved anymore. Yeah, I thought Supergirl was the new Avenger. Uh, Captain Marvel. Whatever. <laughs> That's my favorite part of this show. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Well, her too. Don't you worry. But that, what? that mean girl that doesn't like middle-aged men <laughs> that has a big bum. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's actually a really flat bum. But Is it a flat yeah. bum? Yeah. Maybe I saw the one at Disneyland. I don't yeah. know. Whatever. She did have a butt double. I mean, that's that's yeah. a true. Okay. So, anyways, this movie it just feels uh, meaningless because it is a comedy that takes place right after the one of the biggest movies of all time. Uh huh. And it just it falls with with a fart noise. Really, uh, there's a lot of action to be had here. Yeah. In fact, the whole third act is just nonstop action. So much that you're like. I don't feel it anymore. Like it's really cool to watch, and there are some there are some visuals here, like as far as like an altered reality sort of thing uh-huh. that is great. And it's about six minutes long, and I was like, if this movie was that, I'd be all over it because uh-huh. it's incredibly creative. And then it lets it go by the wayside, huh. uh, and then it just goes back to Peter Parker can't keep his mask on and has to save. You know, yeah, everyone again. I saw and one. All I saw one yeah. trailer, and it was Peter Parker, and he says, "MJ, I have to tell you something." She goes, "What? You're Spider-Man?" Yeah, we all kind of know. And I went, "I already hate this." It's yeah. that same kind of Marvel shtick. Instead that, of, um, I'll, I'll piss you off. Real oh, quick. that you're Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. This is probably my least favorite part of the movie, and it's played as a joke because everything is played as a joke. Yeah. But instead of Spidey sense, he has. The Peter Tingle. <sighs> Yikes. Repeated about seven times throughout the movie. This, this Is that your Peter Tingle? This sounds terrible. It's but it's funny. Like if you like No, it's not. If, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Kenny, come on. If no, if you're taking your kids to see a Spider-Man movie that is made for them, like your ten year old kid, you're gonna have a good time and they're gonna have a good time. Kids? Peter's another name for your dick. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna need joke. to know that if this movie isn't gonna be funny like 20 times yeah so when he says peter tingle he's talking about your wiener <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna love it oh no see gosh. okay and, and look it's it's fun enough it's, it's 20 com- minutes it's comedy too long. for it's- stupid people mm-hmm. kenny you know this you know this i don't know how to say it because yeah, you get in it's, trouble. Every it's time for kids, yeah. and people people know. If it's, it's my a kid, expect, if it's a kid, okay. reviews. is is it a kid movie? It's a kid movie. Okay, well that changes everything. Yeah, and that it really I thought it was should. another Marvel movie that was no, just it, for it dummies. Is. You well, know, what they I mean? all they all are Chunga. Like these are made for kids and for kids to enjoy, and that's fine. Yeah. All right. All right. There's a reason these movies make money because like every kids movie, 
it's going to make it a, a, almost a billion dollars because people are like, hey, it's something the whole family can enjoy. Yeah. It's not going to isolate anybody right. except for those people with taste. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there is some pretty fun stuff after the closing credits right. that are better than the actual movie. So uh-huh. that's kind of fun to see. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but truthfully, I'm going to give it a C plus because there's enough there to keep you watching. Okay. C plus. I think you're in a generous mood tonight. Uh, am I? Yeah. I might be I in mean, a generous mood. How how long is the movie? Uh, two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, uh, these are long movies. Long. Yeah, they are. Wow. And they could cut a whole bunch. Truthfully, for me, my biggest gripe, and maybe I should stop caring at this point because I'll never get it back. Yeah. Is Spider Man is a yes, he's funny, but he's a tortured hero. I would say second only to Batman. Spider Man has to deal with respons- power and responsibility. And in these movies, hello, he is he's a superhero. They all have to deal with power and but no, but that is that is nailed home when Uncle Ben dies. And, and granted, again. we don't need to see that again. No, no, right. it's not in these yeah. movies actually. And I'll give it that. Okay, but it's with great power comes great responsibility. And in this movie, it's like you want to be the next Iron Man. Cool, you're the next Iron Man. He's Spider Man. He stands on his own. Yeah, he doesn't need to be some Iron Man with tech. Yeah, okay. Let him be Spider Man. And these movies can't. They won't they can't allow do it. that. Yeah. He's Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Okay. So C plus. All right. Well, Go have fun. Yeah. No, I, it's, I, it's, I, it's a Fourth of July listen. movie, honestly. Okay. Well, that that you know, I can actually Big, get some fun. points for that. Sure. Yeah. I'm interested to see if if I bug you about this next week, if your grade changes. It may. After you've had a week to think about it, we right. may ask you next week. So. Sure. Uh, hey, nice. everyone. That's the show. Happy Fourth of July. Uh, my condolences to all of us who have to work on the fifth. <laughs> I think there's probably a lot of us out there. Yeah. Chandler and Kenny are going to be out having a great time. I uh, will see you on the next one and we'll hopefully see you on July 12th. Peace. This is the Radio Ronin Show on podbash.com.